Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. In a crushing defeat for Joe Biden, the Supreme Court has ruled that his mandate, vaccine mandate for private companies is done. It's not going to happen. Now, that's good news, but there still is a bit of a defeat in that some medical workers can still be mandated to get the vaccine, but uh, you win some, you lose some. Now, here's where it gets really funny. Joe Biden, he's calling on states to do the right thing and defy the Supreme Court and implement the vaccine mandates anyway. Oh, you got to love Joe Biden. And uh, it's just been really, really crazy with the uh, constant authoritarianism. We've got another funny story, too, and I'll just I won't bear the lead on this one. Newsweek's reporting that Joe Rogan is going to be in D.C. for this big protest in, in, in about a week or so where they're all protesting against the mandates. And uh, sorry to sorry to spoil it for everybody. I have confirmation Joe Rogan will not be going, but we'll talk about that story and we will talk about that protest and, and the reporting. Here's another crazy one, too. The RNC is going to require, supposedly, they're going to require their candidates, potential candidates, to sign a pledge saying they will not participate in presidential debates with the debate commission. So it's crazy, man. What is a crazy day? We also, weird. yeah, we also have the Oath Keepers mm. being charged with sedition, seditious conspiracy. So, um, wow, man. Joining us to talk about all of this today is Matt Kibbe. How's it going, man? It's awesome to be here. Do you want to introduce yourself and let people know who you are? Yeah, sure. I, I am the president of a nonprofit called Free the People, and our mission is to use stories to connect with young people, the values of liberty, with um, how we live our daily lives, and, and try to convince them that that people working together from the bottom up can do, do all sorts of beautiful things. Um, I'm also, I, I run a show at Blaze TV called Kibbe on Liberty. And I am a libertarian, hopefully recovering. Recovering libertarian. Yeah. You want to just aim the mic a little bit more up? <clears throat> up, up like yeah, this. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. That's perfect. Is that better? Yeah, yeah absolutely. We, yeah. You can't. Nobody can see the whiskeys, unfortunately. Though I'm like looking at the camera. No. no yeah, mm-hmm. Unless we do the wide shot. shot. If we do the wide oh, shot, yeah. then wide we, shot, could, yeah. then we, we got Luke. Hey guys. Um, so as I become older and that much wiser, I like to give unsolicited life <laughs> advice, <laughs> and um, that's why I made this T-shirt that says, "People will forget your words." People will forget your accomplishments, but no one will forget that you voted for Joe Biden. And I think it's a very important message that you could also spread by going to thebestpoliticalshirts.com. It always starts a lot of interesting conversation and gets people laughing. And uh, if I could do that, I'll be happy. Thanks for having that, me. That is a really good shirt. It literally shirt. gets everyone. <laughs> Everyone's like, like, wait, wait, this is some kind of cheesy, basic B motivational quote. <laughs> no. No, we're just making funny for, for Joe yeah, Biden. Exactly. Nice. Hi, everyone. Ian Crossland over here. Happy to be here. IanCrossland.net. Check it out. And uh, let's keep it moving. That's right. I am also here. I think, yes, we have the wide shot here. Here we have all our whiskeys in front of Matt. He's going to be doing a full flight of our whiskey sampler over from the corner, which is going to be really fun to watch during the show. I'm also here pushing all the buttons in the corner. Hi. Nice to see everybody. I've always dreamed of doing a show called Drunk Austrian Economics. So tonight might be the night. Tonight's the night. Yes. All right. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and become a member 
In order to help support all of our fierce and independent journalism, as a member, you'll get access to exclusive members-only segments from the TimCast IRL podcast, and they're fantastic. You should check out the episodes we just did recently with Mike Rowe and Marjorie Taylor Greene, as well as many other people. We have a massive library, hundreds of these special episodes, including with people like Alex Jones and Steve Bannon. So you definitely want to check that out. And again, uh, becoming a member helps fund all of this and our reporters. And we're hiring more. We're working on foundations. So we really appreciate it. Don't forget to also smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel right now. Smash that subscribe button. And take the URL up top in the browser and post it wherever you can, far and wide on every platform from Gab to Getter to Parler. There are other social media platforms, right? Anyway, those ones work. No, you can post that everywhere. It really does help. And uh, now let's get into that first big story. We got this breaking news from TimCast.com. Biden's vaccine mandate for business is blocked by the Supreme Court. The court wrote the Occupational Safety and Health Administration was not permitted to broadly regulate public health. I agree. I think they're correct. Mm. They wrote requiring the vaccination of 84 million Americans selected simply because they work for employers with more than 100 employees certainly falls in the latter category where they said, although Congress has indisputably given OSHA the power to regulate occupational dangers, it has not given the agency the power to regulate public health more broadly. The dissent, I find actually kind of humorous. In the dissent, the liberal justices wrote, because it really was split six to three, when we are wise, we know not to displace the judgments of experts acting within the sphere of Congress marked out and under presidential control to deal with emergency conditions. Today, we are not wise. In the face of a still raging pandemic, the court tells the agency charged with protecting worker safety that it may not do so in all of the workplaces needed. As disease and death continue to mount, this court tells the agency that it cannot respond in the most effective way possible. Well, there it is. And, and the Daily Wire, uh, the Daily Wire is doing a victory lap because they were leading the charge on this. They were, uh, I think one of the, I think they may have been the original lawsuit. I'm not sure. Were, yeah. But here we go. That's it. Joe Biden's out. No vaccine mandate, right? I, I think Brandon wants to be a dictator. So this is definitely a step back for him. But he's also urging businesses and states to still implement this on their own. I'm surprised he wasn't begging the Supreme Court just to censor all the arguments here against his vaccine mandate. This is a major blow against his agenda, against the narrative. And thank goodness we don't live in a country like Canada or Austria or Australia where people are literally being being robbed of their wealth for not complying with the whims and medical advice. And then still, you know, by and large, it, it's still crazy. I, I bet you probably agree with this too, Matt, that we have to be in a place where, you know, some mystical figures in robes decided that we could decide what medicine to take for ourselves. That's that's where we're at right now. That's crazy. It was, it was insane. And I was freaking out today because um, earlier in the day, everyone expected this to come out. And then they re- released some other nothing burger decision about something that I don't even remember what it was. And I'm like, oh shit, are they going to punch, punt for a week? Mm. And, and happily they did the right thing. But the absurdity and even, even listening to the more conservative justices arguing that it would be okay for a state or, or someone further down the food chain, a different government official to then impose on you this, this, this mandate that you have to take this vaccine. Um, I'm, I'm of the old school where, individual freedom and and freedom of conscience is is actually a real thing and i thought that's what america was but yeah we we dodged a bullet today and that that was a cool thing i i'm i ascribe to a theory that thomas massey introduced me the day that joe biden announced this and you remember they dragged their heels on the rule and and massey's theory was 
they know it's unconstitutional. They know they're, that they're going to get shot down. But in the meantime, they're going to bully as many businesses as possible into complying with this. And I, th- I feel like Biden is proving that theory today. You can't unvex. Yeah. And so what happens is a ton of businesses, when they heard Joe Biden issue his press conference, which was not even executive order, they just went, okay, everybody, you got to do it. You heard Joe Biden. And then people were basically mandated to do it. Now they went and got vaccinated. They come back to work and the company goes, hey, everybody, it's off. We actually don't have the, we don't have to do this too late. Yeah. So I think that was the plan from the get go. And I feel like, um, and, and maybe we'll get into this in a, in a different context, but I feel like if you were forced to get vaccinated, maybe secretly you want to kind of force everyone else to do it too. Cause you're pissed. Like you got, you got sold a bill of goods. Yeah. I certainly think that's true. I mean, you, you, you take a look at, uh, we talked about this last night. Uh, vaccine mandates don't work. And when I say they don't work, what I mean is in New York, New York City, I think they had the first vaccine mandate. They have skyrocketing COVID cases. Right. So whatever, whatever this, the point of this policy is, it's certainly not stopping or abating the spread of COVID. But yet still, you hear these, these Democrats and these, 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 you know, city politicians say it is working. Why? It's forcing people to get vaccinated. It's not stopping COVID. It's just forcing, they call that working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it, it sounds to me like they're like, I don't care why you do it. Just do it. I don't care what the results will be. Just do it. The, cult, the, the culture of compliance, right? Yeah. That sounds like extortion to me, just a, just a little yeah. bit there. But there was also another ruling specific, specifically with healthcare workers at facilities who are receiving Medicare and Medicaid funds, which was ruled against them, which means that people who are working in these facilities will have to take the vax or lose their jobs at a key time where already Seattle and Los Angeles Hospitals there have announced that if they have nurses and doctors who have tested positive for COVID, that they need to come back into work. That is absolutely insane. Seattle and Los Angeles also implemented vaccine passports for their employees in the medical staff. And and now we're having COVID positive patients, excuse me, COVID positive nurses and doctors literally go back to work dealing with other people inside of hospitals, all in the name of what? Safety and security and health? Yeah, sure. Well, think think about Medicare and Medicaid. So Medicare serves uh, seniors over 65. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684, and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Um, who would be most vulnerable to COVID and most susceptible to ending up in the hospital. Medicaid, of, of course, serves poor people. So the effect of this, most hospitals take these programs, but some don't. But the effect of this is to specifically understaff hospitals that are serving seniors and and people that are struggling to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. This is how government works. They're using government health care now and, and, and telling people they're going to take away their health care if they don't follow the government's orders. 
Well, the logic was if we're paying for it, we being the federal government, um, we get to tell you what to do with your body. Exactly. So welcome to government-run medicine. This is how it works. They own you, and they decide what you do have to do, but they also decide what you don't get to do. Like Joe Biden has has nationalized monoclonal antibodies. Yeah. Oh, when did that now happen? They're, now they're, now they're trying to shut that down, I'm hearing. Yeah. So I, w- I was actually recently told by a, med- uh, a, a, a medical worker that they, no, they, they were told monoclonal antibodies no longer work and that they're not to recommend them. And that to me is insane. What? Yeah. Well, that's just me personally. Look, I'll tell, we, we always tell everybody we're not here to give medical advice. And that's like a, a big topic because of so much of it's going on in the pandemic. Yeah. Go talk to a doctor and, and see what they say about it because I'm being told that they're starting to pull monoclonal antibodies. Well, I had a friend who was sick with uh, COVID-19 and, you know, they were, they were having a very serious case of it. Some of the early preliminary data is highlighting how some of the antibodies don't work. But there is one specific antibody that does work with Omicron. But for Delta, a lot of them do work by a broad basis. This is just the Again, some of the preliminary early findings. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not here giving you any kind of medical advice, but it has been siphoned off. And my friend who was trying to get antibodies for herself and her husband because they weren't doing too well was told because of Biden, because of the governor in New York, you can't get them. And there was even an article in the um, the Daily Mail that said whites need not apply for critical uh, COVID care for antibody uh, care because of their skin color, as of course, they're also passing laws in many places like in New York, where if you were born a specific skin color, you're denied access to medicines compared to other people because of their skin color. Remember uh, death panels? Hmm. Yes. I mean, I, I, yeah. What, what was that? That was back in like 2008. That or? was like fear mongering techniques of Obamacare that there's going to be government run health care and the government's going to decide who lives and dies. Uh, that was the, that wrong. That, that was the story. It's not Jeez. wrong. Was that wrong? It's exactly how it works. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I know this very personally. My wife, uh, Terry got, got COVID over Christmas and okay, I'm, I'm going to get monoclonal antibodies and it turns out that they pulled two of three types of monoclonals off the market the Biden administration did because the assumption was they work on delta but they don't work on omicron and so they they pulled all of these things away from the hospital so in in our case we couldn't get treatment for my wife she's fine now but it she would have done better with them Um, and then it turns out that you know we thought it was all omicron but it's not really all omicron there's a lot of delta out there Mm -hmm. yep and, and it's sort of a, a lesson in how um, single top-down decision-making works in government. They just arbitrarily said, you know what? It looks like Omicron now. Well, it wasn't. And catastrophically, someone at the margin probably died because of this government yeah. decision. We don't know who that is. But but someone could have gotten treatment. And, and some bureaucrat uh, in the Biden administration said, you know what? We're not going to let you. Yeah. I, think, I think there's no one here who's a fan of centralized mm. command control you know uh, economic structures or governmental structures right no you know in the military so i i Ian. when it comes to military <laughs> like, yes. when it comes to military I, I understand the need for authoritarian top-down general no, that's that's, that's a fair that's, point though i agree yeah. with that yeah that, that's why we have an executive structure you know because when we've got to move fast in emergencies it does make sense but we're at this point now where too much is being absorbed by this executive authority it, it, it can't be 
you know, total control of our medical system in one place. Yeah. The, the FDA is also intercepting packages with medicines that some people are using to help treat this. So when you have the government outright intervening in such egregious ways and you see the result of it with more people being hurt, it, it really, really should leave a lot of people with the questions, what are they doing here other than making the situation that much worse for everyone as else? You, as you said, the FDA was intercepting packages certain- with specific medications that have been a big topic of debate. Uh, obviously, these are the med- medications that Joe Rogan has talked about before. I don't even want to name them because of the kind of hot button. I, 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 wanna, I came across a video on Twitter where it's, apparently there's been a bunch of uh, thefts of train packages in L.A. I don't know if you guys saw this on the scanner. They, they heard oh, about yes. it. And they went down oh. there and it's like just ripped open packages of Amazon packages, boxes, COVID tests, fishing lures, EpiPens. Crazy. Is it piracy? Is it? Oh, is it? Know. This but, is uh, what crossed any, my anyway, mind as you were saying that. Are people anyway, being privateering these stuff? Back, back to what not, we were talking but. about. I wanted to uh, 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 get back to that point That's about executive nice. authority and the need for you know emergency response. My view of emergency response is there's an agency that says, okay, we're going to go to these local communities that are affected by a pandemic and ask them what they need, and we can do that very very quickly because we have the authority to respond rapidly, but not to dictate what the communities have to do, not to go to local mayors and say you're now mandated to do this. So when you look at, uh, here's what I love about, about mask mandates, especially we, we, we work on the border with Frederick County and I think Washington County in yeah. Maryland. And so you can like walk 10 feet and there's a building with a mask mandate and then walk 10 feet and there's one without, and it just literally makes no sense. And then the crazier thing is the further, the further out you get from the center of the county, the less likely you are to even experience the mask mandate, which it just does not work. But then they want to start punishing businesses and fining them. And it's just like, look. Being able to rapidly respond to a crisis by showing up with resources, you can spend money, you have people working under you, and you can say, here's what needs to be done. Makes sense. But if you go to a community, you ask them what they need. You don't tell them what to do, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, that's the dream. But the, the problem is there's a, there's a fatal conceit um, when you give these guys that much power. Um, they have their own theory about how to do it. And, and, and the, the most disturbing example of this we all know is Andrew Cuomo overruling nursing home providers mm-hmm. murdering um, 15,000 murdering 15,000 yeah. people um he probably thought he was doing the right thing he probably thought he knew better than them and the the problem with uh governments using local knowledge is is that arrogance they don't they don't want to cede the fact that they don't know because that's political danger for them i i disagree um with andrew cuomo not thinking he was doing the right thing though like i understand your point and i agree with that but cuomo had the mercy medical vessel and he had the javits center and he was like, I'm not giving Trump a victory. Kill the old people. Mm. He, he was warned. Cuomo was warned. If you do this, you will kill old people. And he said, instead of using the, under, the, the, the Javits Center, which is only at a third capacity, or the Mercy Vessel, which isn't being used at all, I'm going to kill the old people. And he did. Or the Central Park Hospital that was there that had right. received no one. I mean, you could even facetiously say that he was on the phone with his brother at CNN being like, hey, we need more of those debts to boost up ratings. <laughs> as, as, of course, there's CNN officials literally bragging about how they were happy, how more people were dying because it was gangbusters for ratings, which is absolutely <laughs> absurd. So, again, that's facetious. It's sensationalistic dude. to say that. But it's not out of the realm of possibility with how they've been behaving. Man, we I, I this, this, this is the kind of stuff that makes me want to do sketch comedy because you can't do it on YouTube, but you'd be able to do it on Rumble, yeah. where you just have Chris Cuomo call up Andrew, and he'll be like, Chris, 
My show's not doing too well. We need more deaths. What can you oh do for gosh. me? It's like, it's like well, little brother, uh, I got I'll, you. I got you. <laughs> we'll just kill a bunch of old people. Uh. I, I, you look, I, it's 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 meant to make fun of them for as bad of people as they are. But Dark. Uh, Andrew Cuomo knew what he was doing. And well, the, people come out. And, it was standard protocol. This is why there's such a big kind of uh, you know talk about conspiracy of him being outed because if he got hit with that, if he got was if he was responsible for that, so would a lot of other Democratic governors in Michigan, in New Jersey, who would have been held responsible for it. And that's why there's conspiracy talk, talk of Andrew being kind of taken out so there there wasn't any kind of possibility of him facing any justice for that specific cause because it would implicate all these other governors that were Democratic, that were following orders from the federal government that was telling them to do this. Let's talk about Joe Biden. So in this report from the Daily Mail, they mentioned that the Supreme Court has voted 63 to block Biden's vaccine mandates. However, a disappointed Joe will tell businesses to adopt the rules anyway and says it's up to states to do the right thing. Biden has urged businesses to bring in vaccine mandates on their own and push states to do the right thing after the Supreme Court voted 63 to block his sweeping rules on private companies in a crushing blow to his pandemic response. The high court did, however, allow a vaccine mandate for employees at healthcare facilities receiving federal dollars to go into effect. Now, there's an important distinction here. Joe Biden is saying ignore the Supreme Court in a certain sense. But the Supreme Court did not rule that vaccine mandates are completely right. illegal. The Supreme Court ruled that Joe Biden doesn't have the authority through OSHA to mandate businesses require vaccinations. So Joe Biden comes out and says, then it's up to you guys to implement these because I can't force you to do it. Now, now you, you know what I think is going to happen? Uh, I think I think the blue states... And I think all the big companies are going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. If, if, if fortunately, though, it means, I guess, like the Daily well, Wire won't have to. Well, they're going to try to do it. But there's also a very interesting article also from the Daily Mail talking about how a lot of the cases are flatlining in a lot of these major Democratic states. And if this goes along with the theory that I've been talking about and many other medical professionals have been talking about for a few weeks now, there should be a sharp decline in the numbers, just like we have seen in South Africa. I might be wrong on that assessment and that theory, but if that's the case, they're going to have a hard justification for more lockdowns, more mandates. And I think this is their kind of last push. And I think this is a major setback against their agenda. And I don't see it going further from here from my perspective. It's kind of a dilemma for businesses because on the one hand, they're dealing with employees, some of whom are Karens, right? They they want that vaccine mandate mm-hmm. and they want double masking and they, they're scared to death. Um, but there's other employees that say, I'm not going to do it and you're going to lose me. And those may well be some of their most important employees. But you have the chief executive officer of the United States saying, I got an offer for you that you can't refuse. And if you say no, I'm going to send some of these agencies to check out your stuff and make sure that you're in full compliance with OSHA, full compliance with this. There are so many rules and regulations that every company in America is surely violating right now because they couldn't possibly know what they are. Um, Biden still has the ability to make their lives hell. And what I think a lot of the big corporations wanted was the cover of being forced to do it by by the government. And now they're stuck in this place and they're going to discover that they're going to lose a lot of their talent if they push forward. I got, I got to tell you, you know, um, I can certainly sympathize and empathize with a lot of these businesses because there are people who won't admit when they get sick hmm. because they're like, no, 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 I'm not sick. You know, I, everything's fine. And then they'll come into work and they'll get people sick. You also have managers who are like, I don't care if you're sick. I don't want my boss yelling at me. You better show up for work. And so then you have these, you know, executives who are like, how do we stop people from, from doing this? And they're like, well, we can mandate a vaccine, I guess. 
I'm not convinced vaccine mandates are going to solve the problem. So, you know, ultimately I can empathize with the problem uh, of people spreading COVID and then your, your company gets shut down. I get it. We had to, you know, take off for a week because we got sick and I can see why people are worried about that. But I think we have to realize we're living with this. Yeah. Well, what's, you've got to define the problem. What's the problem today? Hmm. Overloading the hospitals. That was the problem two and a half years ago. We didn't want to overload. Uh, So how do we solve that? Obviously the vaccine may reduce symptoms, but it doesn't seem to stop the spread. Doesn't seem to stop people from getting it. Um, I think people are going to the hospital after they've been vaccinated. So, you're looking they to are. solve the problem. That that solution well, well, didn't seem to solve it. Well, that's a, that's a good question. What's the problem? I don't think there really is one. Anymore. Labor shortages, supply chain yeah, problems, economic. financial. But no, no. But that's, uh, that's, that's, that's a great point because yep. it's, that's not COVID related anymore. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then why are why is the AP telling them not to report on single like single case record increases in certain states? What was that all about? Because it seems like they're shifting the narrative from, oh my gosh, so many people are getting to COVID or getting COVID to being more like, well, it's still a problem. We still have to worry about it, but we also have a midterm to win or something. I'm not sure what the strategy is there. So what was the deal with their, their decision to say you can't talk about these increases, these sharp increases? You don't remember. They're, they're looking that? for an exit strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they've been scaring the crap out of people for two years now. And, and there, there, there is no problem. There's certainly not a problem that we can do anything about at this point. I mean, I think we've created a lot of collateral damage. And you know, remember, the original COVID models said, if you're going to flatten the curve, you're going to push out the pandemic. Mm. And that was always part of the model. And here we are two years into it. And this is an extraordinary virus in its behavior. And and I think that all of these central planners who thought they knew better are culpable. So they they need an exit strategy. And if we can just tone down the hysteria on the data... Maybe we can get out of this before the midterm. I think it's very, mo- yeah. it's, it's gotta be political. Absolutely. I, right. def- I definitely yeah. agree with you. We've been talking about it for a few weeks now. And this could be why Jake Tapper said, you know, uh, the hospital numbers are inflated. This is why the CDC came out and said 75% of deaths are because of four or more comorbidities. This is why the New York governor came out, said around 40% of the hospitalizations are literally people who were there, not because of Corona, but with Corona because of other incidences. And there's more and more of these announcements. Something is definitely going on here and I, and I think it, there's definitely a bigger agenda at play here. I figured out Luke's agenda. Hmm. By saying words like comorbidity, yeah. the AI on YouTube can't track the words he's saying oh. to censor us. You should have seen what, what I was Smart saying, Luke. a specific kind of medication a year ago. <laughs> um, I will remember it forever. You guys remember last year. I'm not going to say it here, but there was a specific way I was specifically mentioning stuff. You're, but you're but developing I, I, your own censor-proof language. I, I could, right. I'm going to play it off like that, but that's not the case. Yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah. there's, this, uh, there's this font. That allows people who are dyslexic to read read it. Oh, cool! And it's it's really interesting because it's got like thicker portions on parts of the letters, and I feel like that's kind of like this. Luke yeah. will say the <laughs> word comorbidity, and the AI just goes like, "I'm not you familiar know, with this." I, word. I almost it had it. it. It's kind of <laughs> like I think. Uh, who was it? Was it uh, Leonardo da Vinci wrote in code because it was illegal? The church would have him executed if he if they knew he was talking about the stuff he was talking about. Heliocentric model. I think that was da Vinci. Galileo maybe wrote in code. Galileo. Uh, yeah. Wasn't Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass? You know, it was meant to be metaphorical. It was supposed to be uh, representing the problems of government and everything like Sometimes that. Sometimes you got to hide from the algorithm. you got to yeah. slightly yeah. move through it. It's always been the yep. case. Wow. Well, nice regardless job. of algorithms, anyway. big tech is a big <laughs> problem in terms of limiting speech and shutting down dissent and shutting down conversations. But uh, I, I feel at this point, with what Biden is saying, I don't know if the Democrats are going to get the message before the midterms. Right? How, how does Joe Biden come back from... 
The Supreme Court struck down his mandate. He then double triples down saying, do it anyway. And then we're supposed to, we're, we're, we're going to expect Democrats to change their minds in a few months and be like, everyone's free now, vote for us. Because if, if they keep running on lockdowns, they're going to lose. Yeah. Well, he's, he's got two fundamental problems. One is that the people that um, were forced to be vaccinated are the people that lost their jobs or the people that are looking at empty grocery shelves are going to show up. And midterms are low turnout elections. So the midterms are going to be dominated by people that have suffered under the under the Biden regime. And the other problem, and this goes back to what James Carvel so famously said, it's the economy is stupid. It's going to be very hard to fix what they've done in terms of supply chains, in terms of employment problems, in terms of all these things that people are feeling at the at the very local level. There's 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 no way to turn that around in time. So I, I think they're faced with with what they're doing is like, let's just keep doubling down and hope for a miracle. But it, it seems like political suicide to me. Yeah, I agree with you. If if people came out of the lockdown and the economy was where it was three years ago, I think it'd be fine. People would be like, cool, Biden all the way. But they, they inflated the economy so heavily by like 100 percent almost. Yeah. Did you did you see when uh, Kamala Harris got asked? If the ticket was going to stay the same and she goes, look, we are focused on, you know, today. And I'm like, it's really weird. She couldn't just be like, yeah, you know what I mean? I guess she was like, I know what you're trying to do with the pundits and the talking points, you know, because they're saying, but we are focused on what's happening today. And I was just like, just say yes. But the reality is the answer is not yes. Yeah. It's She's, not going to be Biden. She hit behind in Biden. a few months, they're going to throw away Biden like the worn puppet that he is. They're going to throw him by the wayside. He's going to be gone, and they're going to bring in someone else. They're they're teasing. They're they're literally teasing Hillary, um, and 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 other people that they're trying to bring to the forefront. Buttigieg is another one. Um, I, I think it might even be even something like uh, Michelle Obama or Oprah. Who knows what they're doing? But I I do not see any way unless they make uh, you know clones of him. Um, or some kind of GMO creature and put him in the front of, there, of, of us. I, I don't see how they're going to There is a conspiracy him. theory they cloned Biden, no joke. Mm. Or they replaced him or something. It's silly. But remember when Barack Obama said to, to Biden, you don't have to do this? Yeah. Do you remember that quote? Yep. See, we always, we always assume the context of that quote is you don't need to be the man who, who, who tries to stop Donald Trump when in reality he was saying like you don't need – like it was more of a – you don't need to do this. Yeah, like, you know you're I mean? not qualified. Like, yeah, for you this. are not qualified for yeah, this job. That's what I get. <laughs> and and Joe Biden listen, he hears it, and in his mind, he's like this hero saving the day. And Biden's like, you, you, you don't need to do that, Joe. Let's uh, let's go back to the sunroom and get you your blanket and get you a nap. And Joe was like, oh, true and not a shabbat of pressure. The the last desperate throws of George Bush forty one was his staff leaking all of this stuff about how Dan Quayle was the problem. So if you're blaming your VP for the failure of your presidency, hmm. you're probably already done. I don't think they ever planned on Biden going beyond one term. And they can they can they can play it up like they did intend for him to be a two-term president, but the reality was we all know what Joe Biden is. He was the corporeal form that they asked for, just a warm body that was not Donald Trump. It's like they, an old episode of Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Star, Star Wars. Star, Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> they got what they wanted, and now we are all much worse off for it. But if you are a wealthy political elite sitting atop your ivory tower, they, they're happier that Trump isn't in, in, in office, even though everyone else is suffering. So long as they're better off because Trump was a bull rampaging through, 
and they don't care about you. I could they see if Andrew Yang had gotten into presidency and they were like, we're going to print five trillion. He would have been like, nah. And he would have been obstructing all this money printing. So like they needed someone like Biden who's just I like, disagree you got with the you. reins, no, Anthony. Fauci. I absolutely disagree with you. Really? He, you he, want Yang his, printed? he, he, he oh would give God. that money to yeah. he, he would redistribute that money. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. He'd be like a lot of money. Actually, it, it it does make sense to bolster the economy by by printing more money because everyone will then have money to spend and eat food with, and you know we should do it. And I, I actually like Andrew Yang, but I definitely think he would be like print money. But that would have been like one point two trillion, not six trillion. No, it would be Ian, with the way that the that. government does, they would give everyone money and then give themselves twice as that. He mm-hmm. worked for CNN. I have absolutely no faith and trust in that man. I think it's awesome that one point two trillion is considered the fiscally responsible. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Spend money to make yeah. money. Modern monetary theory is breaking down because we don't have industry in the United States where we're putting all this money into something that's not getting us a return. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com slash carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. Carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. And the money's disappearing. All right. We got, you know, sometimes I get really bummed out when the news is like all Joe Biden and all hard policy stuff and SCOTUS. I'm like, where's that? Where's that matrix? You know, we talked about the matrix and we talk about some cultural stuff, but it's I, I'm sorry, my friends. Here we go. From the post-millennial, Biden begs press and social media to censor misinformation and disinformation from platforms. Quote, I make a special appeal to social media companies and media outlets, he said. Please deal with the misinformation and disinformation that's on your shows. It has to stop. And I'm pretty sure he just committed a a constitutional violation. Yeah, what the Because the government can't incentivize or make requests of private companies to violate people's rights. That is still a government violation of someone's rights. So if... I actually, I actually tweeted this, that the vaccine mandates are a violation of our right to peaceably assemble. Hmm. Think about it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a workaround. The government can't use workarounds to violate people's constitutional rights. So if you have a city, uh, New York, and they say you cannot enter uh, any private establishment except for the ones we exempt unless you get a medical treatment that violates our right to assemble. Joe Biden right now is violating our right to speech by begging big companies to shut down what he views as misinformation and disinformation. So while as bad as that is, I'm actually really happy about this. It shows you how utterly pathetic and desperate they are. We talked about how CNN's ratings were down 91% 
over last year. They're getting less than like a hundred thousand viewers in the key demo. They have no influence anymore. And in ten years, when their when their viewers age out of politics, they're done. Their narrative is over. So what does Joe Biden do? He begs. He gets on TV and says, "Please." He's sitting there crawling amid the desert, begging, "Just water, please." And we're sitting there with our canteen going, "No." Well, these big tech companies might oblige him for sure. But I watching, watching them back. Oh, they're, they're, what do you they mean? got rid of the like button yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, but be, <laughs> because of button. because of Dr. Fauci and the Biden administration's YouTube channel being just obliterated by dislikes every time he went on. When a politician begs you and they have no authority, it's really a good feeling. He has a like, lot of yeah. authority, and bye the, bye. and the intelligence agencies have long, extensive ties to big tech social media. So again, it is interesting to see him beg. I mean, his poll numbers have also dropped. They dropped eleven points. Uh, from last month, according to the Quincy Pack poll, so obviously he is not doing on, good Quincy at all. Quinnipiac, same thing, potato, <laughs> potato. You know what I'm Very saying? Different. You're just trying to be smug right now. <laughs> no, no uh, somebody, somebody super chatted. Is the AI sensor looking for the word with? Because Luke has never pronounced that word correctly. I'm, I'm going to talk about <laughs> how I'm going to speak English how I want to speak right. English. There, there's also this other headline that I read today that said Biden dodges question on COVID and smirks at press conference soon after rambling speech where he bungled his testing czar's name and announced plan for one billion tests. And, and you know, how is that not popular? How, how are people not supporting him in his larger efforts? Uh, he, he just looks so lost. Exactly. Yeah, like, he he, he, it looked like someone needed to like... Uh, pick him up and yeah. and take him somewhere him away. It's like that's a, what i was saying about you know biden or, or obama when he said you don't have to do this he was like come on yeah. let's get you in the in the chair yeah, and really, get you in the sun you with your blanket and you can go to sleep yeah. Yeah. here's your warm milk here's your warm yeah. milk joe <laughs> the video you're referencing too luke is incredible i mean it's like him for like 45 seconds standing there like breathing slow looking down almost laughing at the ridiculousness you, of it yeah ignoring did, questions oh it was it was awful this press conference he did so where cringe. He said, I, I can't even, I can't even tell you what he said because it was jibber jabber nonsense. He was just like, we got it. One thing we don't want to, we don't want to, uh, do, um, working to track the, wait, no, we don't want to work. And I'm just like, what is wrong with this guy? It's because, you know what I think, you know what, you know what happens? Joe Biden is an old man. To say, to say he's past his prime <laughs> is an understatement. He's, what, what comes after your prime? Well, like, decay, what, what, he's after his decay. <laughs> yeah. He's after the decay. He's now, he, 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 you know, look, with all due respect to, to anyone who's older, there's a certain time in your life where you sit back, you smell the flowers, and you just, you've done it. You've lived your life. Joe Biden was there, and they needed that warm body, and someone came to him and said, Joe, can you read cue cards? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And they were like, we think he can pull this off. And then within only a few months, he lost yeah. the ability to even read from the teleprompter. And now here we are. The emperor has no clothes. You know what I love, though, is that as much as we are all that kid pointing at the emperor and saying, he's not wearing any clothes. There are still people around him going, no, he's wearing clothes. Mm -hmm. He is he is all there. He is sharp as a tack. That's right. Who are you fooling? You know, Quinnipiac has his approval rating at 33 percent. Incredible. One third of this country genuinely thinks that Joe Biden is competent. Wow. That's, That's high. scary. That's high. Yeah, that is really high. <laughs> well, th those are the true believers that are go are not going to admit that they made a horrible mistake by by voting for the guy. But it's it's sort of this this it's it's like it's like it's like a religious fervor that people have for their guy, and in this case, Biden. And they just they, they'll watch that same press conference and say, "I think he did pretty good. He made it." Like, and so it's 
what, what do you do to convince that third? Nothing. But well, maybe he doesn't need the third. He needs the people, the swing voters that are going to right. decide whether or not he matters. He's got them. Yeah, independents have swung for 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 uh, the Republicans at this point, or away from Democrats. I was looking at one study that that tracked the um, party switching from 2016 to 2020. Independent uh, has become the smallest faction because they're mostly polarizing, but the about uh, two to one they go to Republicans. So uh, maybe, maybe it's a little bit too generous, actually. It's 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 uh, it's, a, it's a it's a bit more independent voters are becoming Republican, but a large amount of Democrats are becoming Republican as well. Even their best, their best of, in the party, like Tulsi Gabbard and Andrew Yang. I believe Andrew Yang left the party too, didn't he? He did. He started, the, he started the forward party. Yeah, they both left the Democratic too. That's yeah. just a junk party now. So I don't. There's no room for those guys in the party. Yeah, right. They're pushed out. So, um, are you familiar with Kim Iverson? Yeah. She's she's great. Mm-hmm. She tweeted that she was going to be she, she center left. She's fairly progressive. We've had her on the show and she's very much she's left great. of me and I'm fairly moderate. She tweeted she was voting straight Republican. And when I saw that tweet, it was on the 8th. I was surprised because I was like, I haven't even committed anything like that. And I hate the Democratic Party. But she said anything to stop the mandates. And it's not going to be Democrats. Now, the funny thing is, I see Vosh, the, the, the you know, the, the socialist commentator, Say, oh, what a what a what a completely shocking turn of events, and I'm just like, are you not upset that you're you're bleeding out that your center, like you, you, your your right flank, you are losing support every day, and your attitude is ha ha ha. I, I really think that COVID authoritarianism and lockdowns and vaccine mandates, these are the only issue that matters, and and all the the blue checks and the and the media. Have ignored for so long this 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 boiling up bottom up culture of people that are just pissed off and and they feel violated. Maybe they lost their jobs, or maybe maybe they just had personal medical reasons for not not being forced to ma- mandate this vaccine. I think that's who's going to show up, and I think it's the beginning of a a new political realignment that I've I've hoped to see for a very long time. Authoritarians, you've, you've said this a thousand times, authoritarians versus people that just want to be free to live their lives. Yeah. And that's why I think we do see some Republicans join the Democratic Party. Those are the authoritarians. Yeah. The, 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 the Lincoln Project types, they just want to be rich. They want to be in control. They think you're stupid. My Michael Bloomberg, is he really a Democrat? I mean, he's bounced back and forth and he's the guy who thinks you shouldn't be allowed to buy soda because you're too fat. And I'll tell you this. Sure, I think people who are overweight should probably lose weight, but I'm not going to tell you you can't have a soda. You know, how am I going to track your, I can't track your whole life. It's insane to me. And so what ends up happening is I might, you know, on policy issues, be a little bit more collectivist than your average conservative, but on issues of, of freedom and liberty, I'm, I'm like, well, if we can't vote for it, we can't agree. I'm not going to force anyone to do it. And the Democratic Party and the left, the establishment left has overwhelmingly become shut up and do as you're told and adhere to the cult and the collective. So they're losing people. They're going to gain those wealthy neocon types who want to go to war and want to control people. But now we're starting to see much more libertarian values and little a libertarian, um, civil libertarianism joining the right. And that's, I think it's a fantastic opportunity. A lot of people on the left, a lot of Democrats don't get that. I'll be talking to people who are like, you know, Democrat leaning, and they'll say something about the Republican Party from 20 years ago. They'll be like, yeah, well, the Republicans are the ones who did this with Afghanistan and Iraq. And I was like, yeah, I agree. That was really, really bad. I would never vote for those guys. But Rand Paul, I don't know. He's, he's, he's against all that stuff. I, I liked Bernie Sanders, but he sold out to the machine. 
So now that we're seeing more people like Thomas Massey and, you know, Rand Paul, I'm, I'm getting happier with the Republican Party. Donald Trump trying to get our troops out of the Middle East. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it, man. You saw Bill Crystal, uh, hmm. leave the Republican. He was basically one of the architects of the Iraq, you know, all the war in the Middle East. And then he left and joined the Democratic Party. And the link, yeah, and the Lincoln Project. I don't know much about them. They're, they're, it was really funny. They're like, the Republican Party is the party of Lincoln and Donald Trump has besmirched our name. So we're going to take the party back. And then, you know, after 2020, they're like, and now that we're still trying to make money, we're going to go after Republicans anyway. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, aren't you the party of Lincoln? And they're like, eh. When it was, when, when the dust. <laughs> children. They yeah. went after children. Too. Yeah. That's yeah, another yeah, story. That <laughs> when, when the, when the dust settled, it turned out that they were all just neocons that had become Republicans in the first place. They, they were Democrats before, but they'd become Republicans because they really liked war. And when, when Trump sided with Rand Paul and, and the, the, the fairly small liberty wing of the Republican party, that was a shot across the bow because they lost control at the top. And I think I think a lot of this um, never Trump hysteria can really be described by attempts to to scale back some of the never ending wars. Yeah, definitely. I don't think Trump was perfect in that regard, but you know I didn't vote for him in 2016 when I was looking in 2020, and I saw the timeline for withdrawal for Afghanistan. I saw Trump complaining about Syria. I saw Trump openly bragging about selling weapons to these countries. I was like, we're getting a little bit of honesty in that regard, and he is trying to get out. It's the best I've seen in my life. Yeah. So I'm for it. He didn't start any new wars, but that's one of the reasons they really, he, really hate. Yeah, him. he was he was very far from perfect, and he never actually succeeded in in getting us out mm-hmm. of Afghanistan. And I think that was a strategic political mistake, also a policy mistake on his part. Um, but, but that's the future. The future is <clears throat> let's focus on personal responsibility and individual liberty. And maybe let's do less of this war stuff. Um, every war that the government declares, and it's not just the wars, uh, the war on terrorism, the war on COVID has been the same damn thing in terms of enriching um, the corporate interests that collude with governments to do all this stuff against the rest of us. And, and you know, the, the military industrial complex, there's a COVID industrial complex. And man, $6 trillion buys a lot of interests. Yeah, just like the war on drugs, the war on COVID, the war on terrorism just yeah. breeds more drugs, COVID, and terrorism as, of course, there's profit incentives built within the government and the larger institutions that corrupt them that, of course, profit highly off of those problems being made worse as they're being sold to you as they're going to be the solutions to them when they're not. But I'm fairly optimistic. I think that no matter who wins in the culture war, this is the end of the American empire. It's the, the end of this global American, you know, mission. Military bases overseas will probably start shrinking. And the reason I think that is the right side, whatever that really means, I don't know. Cause it's not, it's not about conservative values necessarily, but it is more about anti-war. It's about freedom. It's about personal responsibility. I think if that succeeds, like Trump, Trump supporters, civil libertarianism, you've got no willpower towards foreign war. Zero. None of these people want it. If the establishment ends up winning, if if the left, I mean, you've still got the progressive flank coming in and they're just chaotic and destructive. So if the personal responsibility individualist faction does succeed, America is going to come back to just working for America. And then the end result, the left should be cheering about. Well, real quick, the the progressive activists should be celebrating that Trump supporters hate war. Instead, they're combating against them, which says to me they're just chaotic and destructive. So if if the, the Democrats are uh, – the, the establishment uniparty is not long for this political world. 
I was going to say that I think isolationism, we had that before World War One, I, I think. And uh, it's part of why World War One broke out is because the U.S., you know, looking back, maybe wasn't involved. Not really. Is it not the reason why? But, uh, you know, the military industrial complex basically was in 1946. I think the liberal economic order got created basically to get, put mil- American military bases all over the world, British, American, French military bases, and then defend, make sure that another World War Three never breaks out. Another World War never breaks out. Um, and I also agree that American imperialism is on a decline. I don't know if that means that there's not going to be any military bases. America's going to isolate and then a world war is going to break out. I mean, that's, that cannot happen. That is to all these military authoritarians. They do not want that to happen. You, well, you've got the, um, the Joe Biden special interests that are basically selling us out to China. Mm-hmm. So if they gain power, then the U.S. just crumbles. I guess they want to sell off all of our assets and resources to China and extract the value from this country. And then we're left holding an empty bag. And then you have the Trump side, which says we want to defend our borders, bring industry and jobs back to the United States. And then there's just no, there's not going to be any power or will uh, or, or uh, force of will towards international conflict from the United States at the very least. Do they consider Iraq part of our borders? What, the right? No, like Joe Biden. I know it's a question you can't answer and you don't know, but do you Joe think Joe Biden they- probably does. Here, here's, here's what we got going on. The reason, one of the reasons they really hate Donald Trump is because their long-standing plan with Europe, natural gas, oil pipelines, and all that was, was disrupted to such an absurd degree. Boy, were they spinning. They wanted to build the pipeline. I've talked about this, but they wanted to build the pipeline, the Qatar-Turkey pipeline through Syria, through Turkey, into Europe to offset the Gazprom, you know, uh, gas monopoly. As soon as Trump got in, they knew that plan was done. Everything they had been working on was going to be shut down because Donald Trump didn't want to be involved in these foreign wars. He didn't want to be involved in Syria. He didn't want to be involved in Afghanistan. And that meant we would, the United States would not be able to win this international conflict in the region. So they did everything in their power to shut him down. Further, Donald Trump, here's what I really think. I think Donald Trump genuinely was like, I don't know why we have any of this stuff. And the, and the bureaucratic state is probably like, listen, we have a plan. You need to do this. And he's like, I don't care. He's like, America, America, I don't know why you're doing this. And he ignores them and he won't listen. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And then stumbling, bumbling Donald Trump. And I know he's not really, but I mean, in this one capacity, he stumbles upon a video of Joe Biden demanding a quid mm-hmm. pro quo with Ukraine. And Trump gets on the phone. He's like, what's that all about? And the bureaucratic state goes, no, 
like that's our plan. We have a company, we've a proxy company we've set up in Ukraine. The vice president's son is on the board. We got a former CIA director. We are we are working Ukraine to get gas into Europe, and Trump just blurts it out. They and then that's why they did everything in their power to stop Trump. It wasn't about fascism or racism. It was that Trump was just he wasn't supposed to win. He was not a part of their stupid plans, and he was dismantling them. And for four years, he really set them back. Now Joe Biden is is left with the the neoliberal establishment, neocon uniparty plan just in shambles. And I don't think they can recover from it, to be honest. I would I would push back a little bit. Uh, He had some populistic policies that do deserve to be commended and and respected, no matter what side of the political aisle you're on. But he did continue the the war in Yemen, fighting alongside Al Qaeda, fighting alongside the Saudi coalition, creating one of the worst humanitarian crises in the world. He did he did give Ukraine lethal weapons. He did send a crap ton of drone strikes to the point and extent where he stopped even listing them and even being transparent about them. And then he also bombed Syria because his daughter came to him and said she saw a scary video online, according to Donald Trump's own son. But, so but this, with that happening, he brought us very close to war know, with that, Russia. That, that fits. That, 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 I don't think we disagree. The Yemen-Afghanistan stuff is what Trump knows. He knows 9-11. He knows that. So when they come to him and say this, he goes, oh, okay, I'll do that. I'm not saying what he was doing was good. I'm saying he was dismantling their plan because he didn't understand or care about their, you know, circuitous plan towards gas, you know, interdependency. And when it came to bombing Syria, yeah, you're right. It was his daughter. The, the, the bureaucratic state, Trump hated the F- head of the FBI, hated the CIA. He didn't like any of these people. They had smeared and lied about him. So he was ignoring them outright. But when it came to his, his, his daughter and his son-in-law, he was like, sure, I'll do what you guys say. And so they couldn't control him. And I'm not saying that means Trump was doing good things. It just means their real reason for opposing him is that, you know, I'll put it this way. It is said, and, and, and tell me if you guys agree, that the deep state, I just call it the bureaucrat, the administrative state, they have plans. And those plans extend beyond the terms of the sitting president. So when the new president comes in, they say, here's the operation we're currently working on. And typically the president goes, okay, you got it. Obama would do it, right? Uh, Bush would do it. And then Trump gets in and he goes, no, I'm not going to do it. You can't tell me what to do. I've got plans. And then all of a sudden they're angry and freaking out because Trump isn't playing ball. 100%. There you go. Yeah, there there was an aspect where he was a bull in a china shop, and he said, well, we're just going to take the oil in Syria. I'm going to leave the military there. And there was also military individuals that were lying to him about the exact numbers of U.S. troops inside of Syria, which is also mind-boggling when you think about it in that kind of perspective. But I, I think he should always be judged on his actions uh, in each direction. Uh, but I agree. But I think a lot of people weren't expecting him to be in there, and I think he capitulated some. He fought some, but uh, I think that's up for a lot of people's own personal interpretation. Uh, w- way too much, how they see it. yeah, way too much capitulation, and I'm sure you guys have covered this in a different conversation. But uh, my my theory, without any evidence, is that he took a dive on Snowden because they made him. Mm. How do, and you, Assange, how do you, sure? How yeah. do you explain that? And Assange too. Yeah, Assange and yeah. Ross Albrecht. Yeah, that he couldn't do it. I I, I kind of feel like. Trump thought he was gonna he was gonna get a second term, and so he was you know I'll, I'll hold back a little bit because I want another term. And then when it started looking bad for him, he said I can't go crazy because I'm gonna try again. And he thinks he's gonna get it in 2024. And then I'll tell you this, man: if Donald Trump takes the the White House in 2024, he t- takes the election, and then in 2025, you know, come January 20th or whatever, there is another Trump administration. 
he will emerge from that White House with glowing red eyes and ener- energy emitting from his body as he raises his finger and he says, arrest them all. And he just goes after every single one of these people who, who wronged him or slighted him, who, who slighted him, who smeared, who lied, because he's, he's going to be unrestrained. He's just going to be, I'm done playing this. I, I'm willing to bet he'd fire Fauci right away. I don't like he walks arra- It sounds like political persecution if, if a president gets in and starts arresting his enemies. I'm, I mean, people who broke the law. Yeah, Lots of them. A lot of them are breaking the law right There's now. There's a lot of documents. They should be arrested. Yeah. All the executives. It's not illegal when the president does it. That's a, that's Trump a also, American trope. Trump also just a couple of days ago said it's hard to criticize Biden now because Biden congratulated him on his <laughs> oh promotion of the vaccine. Oh, my God. So uh, there's also that as well. And then Donald Trump also doubled down and ma- made veiled attacks against Ron DeSantis, Dude. the governor of Florida, for not publicly talking about his booster shot, allegedly, that he took, according to Trump, who's attacking him now. Um, it was only a matter of time until hey, look, the two people butted heads. I'm not, like, I'm, I'm not saying Trump will be right to do it. I'm not saying Trump is correct in every action he's taken. I'm saying Trump will get in office and be like, this is my one chance. I'm not going to play around. I've learned I've, from the mistakes I've made. And, and he's just going to say, I want the documents released, release them now. And he's going to, he's going to, so he's going to walk with these people. He's going to say, I'm going to follow you to the, to the archives and I'm going to watch you publicly release these documents mm-hmm. right now under my orders as president. Cause when he would do all this stuff last time, they'd be like, you got it. And then they wouldn't do it. And then Trump would forget about it. He is going to go off the rails. He is just going to be like, I'm not playing games anymore. He strikes man. me like a really bright, hot fire that's burning off of like not a lot of fuel like uh paper and it's really really intense but if the wind blows it just goes out and you're like where was he when we needed him where was he when assange was is is rotting away in prison where was he when when his daughter came crying to bomb a country so he did it like we need strength and and you know consistency i I don't want this bombastic loud I hear you, man. Uh, clown show anymore. I, I, I hear you on that. I mean, I, I, I've often said I'd meet all these people who would say I voted for Trump because I liked his policies, but man, I wish the guy would shut up. <sighs> but I will also add, I think there's going to be a lot of people in 2023. A lot of people have suffered under Joe Biden and the Democrats in the past year. The lockdowns have been miserable. Kids are, are, are upset. Children have committed suicide. I know a guy whose kid took his life and it's a horrifying story because he got locked down and they didn't see it coming. These people. Many of them are just going to want revenge. And are you going to get revenge with Ron DeSantis? I'm sorry. The answer is no. Ron DeSantis is younger. He's calmer. He's collected. He's got a lot of things right. A lot of people like him. But Donald Trump would be like unleashing a bull. But this time, the bull is on fire. That's a good point. Uh, this kind Flaming of, this kind of, uh, this kind of anger right. and redemption. Cause I was just going to bring up DeSantis again, because I think DeSantis is going to give Trump a run for his money. I think a lot of people like DeSantis a lot more than they like Trump. I think there's a lot of broken promises with Trump. I think there's also a lot of clear corruption, a lot of promotion of big pharma. When on the other hand, you have DeSantis that has essentially stopped the narrative in its tracks when it was Donald Trump that said it's only going to be two weeks to slow the spread. It was Donald Trump that instituted warp speed. It was Donald Trump that, you know, said, here's here, Fauci, control the country, do whatever you want. 
when DeSantis did completely the utter opposite of that. And I think when it comes to that revenge, that aspect is going to be hindered by the fact that Donald Trump caused a lot of the pain that the American people are suffering with, that the Democrats continued uh, by continuing his policies, yes. while DeSantis was one of the only people standing in the way of it and saying, no, I'm not going to implement your mandates. I'm not going to implement your lockdowns, your restrictions, your bullcrap on my people, because I believe in personal freedom and personal liberty. And because he made that stand, I do believe he's going to win out against Donald Trump in the larger public opinion. Luke just wants us to move to Florida. That's why I say I that. love Florida, so I am biased here uh, from my perspective. And DeSantis isn't perfect. There's also some things you could criticize him on. But by and large, you see Florida leading the way against the lockdowns, the mandates. Texas was following very closely what Florida was doing, but Florida was the first one that initiated a lot of these major moves that absolutely broke this COVID narrative, that actually broke a lot of this nonsense and stopped it in its tracks. And that's why I do believe DeSantis and Trump are fighting already. It's going to be a big fight. It's going to be a fight that's going to be very entertaining. But at the end of the day, I think DeSantis absolutely has this one in the bag. Yeah, Trump has a lot of baggage when it comes to lockdowns and it and it comes to, to vaccine mandates. I, I think, you know, he's, he is, as you mentioned, he's the guy that platformed Fauci. And if you go back and, and look at what was going on at the time, he really got sort of led around by all of these these healthcare bureaucrats that absolutely wanted to impose this radical new experiment on the American people. And with combine that with the fact that, that he wants credit for the vaccine, he's going to say a lot of dumb stuff about it right now. And I think, I think, I think, I think DeSantis looks a hell of a lot better in that particular argument. And, and DeSantis did it. And, and Trump talked about it. He, like his first instinct was right. And, and, you know, when they first said, Hey, well, let's shut down the economy. Trump's like, we can't do that. But then, then the bureaucrats convinced him. Yeah, two weeks to slow the spread. And that's we, that's how it started with the Trump administration. Yeah. People so don't get that. Do you think Donald let's, Trump would rather solve, like, heal everybody of COVID, but no one knew it was him forever? No one, and, and, and Biden got the credit, or have people suffer for another year and then slowly come out of it, and then he gets the credit? It's all about credit. I think it's all about credit for yeah, that so. psychopath. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Well, you can't it's get an mad assumption. because someone agreed with you, and all of a sudden you're like, that proves it. Like he, it's, I, a, it's a cares, hypothetical. He cares Bust more top, about man. what people think than about getting the job done I'd, when I'd, it comes to the vaccine. Yo, he wants the credit for I'd, it. I'd credit? Think, I think that's Trump derangement syndrome. I certainly think Trump is egotistical. I can't, and you're right. I'm making an assumption that of what he thought, and it's but, not. But, yo. He wants credit for the even, vaccine. Even Joe Biden, I would imagine, if, if someone came to him and said, I am the great fairy, Joe Biden, and I will cure everyone of their elements, but Trump will get the credit. I still think Biden would be like, ah. well, Biden's trash, too. Anyone I know, that's but I'm saying like, like, let their this, ego this, this, get in front of public safety is, is the idea. Of, the, the idea of the cartoon villain, I don't believe, is real for the most part. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'd rather everyone suffer. You know, I don't think Trump. No, is it's, like it's that. not, it's not a, no. it, I don't think it's a cartoon. And I think, um, the, the problem with politics and politicians is that they face incentives where the, if they, if they get credit for things, they win. And if they don't get credit, they lose. And, and nobody wants to lose in politics because the whole point is winning. So the very nature of the process of politics is corrupting. And it's, it's based on ego and arrogance and fatal conceit. And, and, and Trump is sort of a, he, he is sort of leans into that caricature, but he's not, he's not all that different than all these guys. But he's a military commander in chief at that point. And when the George Floyd riots broke out day two, I, I said to Tim, we got to get the National Guard in there now. And it didn't happen day two. Day three, it, still no National Guard. And then people started getting shot 
and and he, he didn't want to get called a fascist. Trump didn't want people to think he was a militant fascist, so he didn't send in the National Guard. He just let things burn. That's tough. I mean, I don't know what the right answer is. The, he's the, the, well, there, well, there's a lot of it's nuance. that he's mentally he cares more about the way people perceive him than but getting the on, job on. Let's, done. Let me let me let me bring up this story. I think there's a very real possibility that we don't even see an opportunity for Trump to be reelected following this news. From TimCast.com, Oath Keepers leader and 10 members charged with seditious conspiracy over January 6th. And there it is. We we heard from Marjorie Taylor Greene that there was going to be an attempt to disqualify members of Congress Mm -hmm. and maybe even the president himself. There's now an organization out of North Carolina filing a lawsuit saying that Madison Cawthorn is no longer he's disqualified from running for reelection because he incited insurrection against the United States. Wow. Now they have their sedition charges, finally. And a lot of people were saying all throughout last year, and we've even said this, there's no insurrection charges, trespassing, come on. Well, you know what I think now? I think they sat on these charges because they wanted to make sure sedition was fresh in the minds of the American public in an election year. Mm. And so here we go. Yep. They're going to ramp up. They're going to start claiming, see, it was sedition. Therefore, anyone who participated in the rally, anyone who helped organize or in any way was associated with it, you have committed incited insurrection and you can't hold office. They're going to go after Trump. They're going to go after Marjorie Taylor Greene. And they're already going after Madison Cawthorn. Just throw in more people. Anybody who's, who's, who's opposing the establishment. Well, the timing here is very odd. It took them one year. One year to, to press charges. I mean, what, what was going on here? This is extremely unusual to the point where a lot of people were saying, well, the Oath Keepers, they must be fed. Stuart Rhodes is definitely a fed. Well, now he's getting some serious, you know, federal charges, which doesn't look like he's, he's a fed here. But, but again, one year does it, I, I, I see, it's just mind boggling. Kinzinger was like, Ray Epps was only telling people to go into the, the Capitol. He didn't do it himself. So that's fine. But Trump held a rally where he said, be strong, and that's incitement. You know, this guy's a crackpot. But you can, you can see that it's, it's, it's agenda-driven. And the Ray Epps thing, that's his name, right? Yeah. That's yep. the guy's yeah. name? Yeah. Uh, really screwed him over. It really threw him for a loop. And they're freak, they can't figure out how to deal with that guy. For those unfamiliar, this is the guy. He's seen in a bunch of videos saying tell, he's telling everyone to go into the Capitol. And people are wondering why he wasn't criminally charged. And now it's at the forefront, and they have no answer. There was people calling him feds the mm. day before the event because he was calling for violence and destruction of government property before the event. During the event, he's on They're, camera calling for property destruction and, and storming the Capitol. And people are chanting, Fed, Fed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Thomas Massey uh, basically streamed this video from his phone when he was talking to the – who was he talking to? The head of the the attorney general. Um, and, and then Ted Cruz picked it up. Um <clears throat> I think I find Glenn Greenwald's analysis of this pretty compelling that it, it, it would be quite typical for um, the government to do this kind of thing. Um, but I think in terms of the politics of it, I think it's pretty weak sauce going into the election. Um, going back to my earlier point, if you're looking at empty grocery shelves and you can't afford to feed your family and maybe you've been forced out of your job because of a vaccine mandate all the drama about January 6th. And I, I was super critical of anyone that participated in January 6th. And I, I wouldn't apologize for anybody that was either committing violence or, or being near it. You just don't do that. Right. Um, Lock but, them up. Yeah. But that, yeah, but that said, um, this is not the Democratic solution to surviving the reelection. But they think it is. 
they think it is. What well, what else have they got? And I get it. They're, they're going to double down, and this 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 looks fundamentally political, and and they're going to play their cards and see what happens. If they succeed, or I got to be honest, if they even try these lawsuits to disqualify members of Congress, and they already are, so I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. But I just think you're asking for serious trouble in this country. Because what happens when you get a judge who says we agree? You get some you get some lefty establishment judge, and they say. We hear your case. We agree. Madison Cawthorn, you can't run for re-election. What do you think the right's going to do? You think they're going to be like, oh, well, gee, I guess we can't have our representative anymore. Or do you think they're going to be like, screw you, no. And then what happens when you start getting congressional districts where there's no agreement on what the proper ballots are because certain names have been removed from only some of them? What happens when you get one precinct saying you can't disqualify him? That's wrong. We support him. What happens when Republican areas in the district all defend him and Democratic areas refuse then what? Yeah. What what happens when they actually reelect him? And then the Democrats are just like, look at this court ruling. He can't. He incited insurrection under the 14th Amendment, Section 3. And they do it anyway. Do you think people just sit back and say, ah, lost this one. I guess we'll carry on. No. 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 No, I don't. They're going to scream. The courts have ruled. He can't run. They're cheating. They're breaking the law. And the right's going to say, your ridiculous lawsuit is meritless and the judge is wrong. And there's going to be no agreement on what the law actually is supposed to be at that point. Yeah, I think that's a credible theory to definitely kind of look at and examine here, especially with the Justice Department announcing a new task force for domestic terrorism. The DHS also made some very alarming statements yesterday about domestic bomb production. So, you know, it might not be enough politically. But that doesn't mean that there's something uh, later down the line that still might happen that they have planned uh, to, to work in bigger political favor. So, uh, you know, there's some people talking about the possibility of false flag domestic, you know, attacks here in the United States to blame the right. And, and the way things are moving, they're really moving in a very negative way where we are only becoming more divided. Uh, people are having more hatred for their fellow American. And the ingredients that are causing that, the corporate media, the social, the social media, I don't see those ingredients going away. I see them only being added more into this larger stirring pot of these globalist elites that want us all fighting and attacking each other. But you don't have to eat out of that stew pot. That's the key is to get away from that propaganda. And away from the hatred and away from the fear and away from a lot of the bullcrap. But, but if, if there's going to be larger staged events that create you know, uh, victims and casualties, it's going to be very hard for a lot of people to ignore those kind of larger How do you help people keep an open eyeball for that kind of stuff? It's very difficult. Um, it's, it's not easy. I mean, there's a lot of things working behind the scenes that we, we aren't even privy to. We don't even know about. Um, and that's, that's asking, how do you put a genie back in a, a genie bottle? You got, <laughs> like you got to do something that I've tried to do. I've, I've been super involved in politics for most of my career. I was a tea party organizer and, and I, I did a Rand Paul super PAC. I did a Gary Johnson super PAC. And, and what we've tried to do is leave all of that aside. And, you know, the original aspiration for, for us at Free the People was to be sort of transpartisan, try to find common American values that could bring people together on various subjects and see if we couldn't just get along on something. And, and I think the first step of that is like, if you, if you go into this saying, you know what? I'm team red. I'm red pilled. Those other guys are monsters. It, it doesn't really work that way. Um, so I've, I've, I've tried to, to spend some time talking to my progressive opponents on some of these issues. 
I got to say that lockdowns have kind of blown that up because now we all really hate each other and it's very difficult to find that common ground. But, but again, the future, the anti-authoritarian future, we're going to find people across the political spectrum that are fed up with all this crap and want to do something different. We talk about the left and the right. And then when I look at the political companies, there's actually an up and a down where the authoritarians, yeah. you can have a leftist authoritarian or a rightist authoritarian, but then when you go down, you get to the individualism. And so you do see leftist individualists and rightist individualists. I think, I'm one of them. I think the left uh, overwhelmingly is authoritarian. There are very few people among Democrats who are anti-authoritarian. I'm wondering if the line on this quad graph isn't, straight lines but actually as it goes to the left it naturally tends up towards authoritarianism and as it goes towards the right it tends down towards there, there, there individualism is, there is a such thing as left libertarianism but it's substantially uh, less populated because it's a very weird political space when it comes to the modern version of the left uh, what we have in the United States today with, with the Democratic Party and leftist activists is because they're overwhelmingly collectivist even the, 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 the Democratic activists or progressives or DSA types who don't like Biden would support him due to tribalism and collectivism. Then you have the run-of-the-mill lay Democratic voter who doesn't know anything but adheres to the authority out of ignorance and fear. So it's not that they're authoritarian, these people, in the sense that they're, you know, like, we want you to bend the knee and do as you're told. It's that they don't know anything, don't want to know anything, and say, I'm going to do what I'm told by Brian Stelter and Jake Tapper. Authoritarian follower, as opposed to an authoritarian leader. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I figure there's an audience. I mean, there, there's people hard set in their ways, and and maybe it has something to do with age where you just stop thinking about the world anymore. You You are who you are, and you've accepted that. But I think there's an opportunity, particularly with young people. I'm, I'm trying to be an optimist here, so hang out with me for just a second. I think a lot of young people are searching for something else. And I think there is a small L libertarian solution where we can sort of uh, accommodate our different cultural differences. And you can be conservative, you can be liberal, you can be all these different things. As long as we agree to solve problems on the local level and live our lives however we see fit, as long as you don't hurt people or take their stuff. And and that ultimately is the libertarian solution. I'm 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 selling T-shirts too tonight. Oh. Sorry, it says don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. Yeah, well, I message. agree with that. <laughs> it's a it's a simple message that I wish more people would just understand. And and that's literally uh, a lot of people's philosophies that that if they instituted would would create such a better world. Yeah, just don't steal. That's that simple. But it's got to be like I don't think that's a political solution. You're, you're talking about changing hearts and minds. And talking about a little bit of humility when we deal with other people who, who may be confused about using the power of the state to force other people to be vaccinated. Um, for people whose minds are still open, we should talk to them. And, and that's the opportunity here for, for people that are hardened authoritarians. You can't. They're, well, here's, they're done. You here's, make here's, art a, that, here's a question. That transforms them. What on this show, you know, that you may have seen or you, or you guys, has been conservative is saying defy the state and the authority is that conservative no no absolutely not uh vax opposing vax mandates is that a conservative position no that's a tribal political position i guess it's a liberty position it's interesting to me that many of the people we're trying to convince have this view that this show is conservative when we almost we rarely if ever talk about like abortion and taxes and traditional family values or anything like that Yet somehow, that's the, that's that's what we're accused of being. That's what they say you, when our discussions are almost always libertarian. You could argue, I think, that 
opposing vax mandates is conservative because it's like this weird liberal thing that where they want to change the whole way the system's built and we're like yo natural immunity is a thing there's other ways let's not rush this but that's not conservative that's kind of like the let's let's conserve our energy let's slowly move through this traditional conservatism is uh and and feel free to chime in after i say this I, i my interpretation is upholding traditional values that help preserve a system that has led to success that would be protect the system, defend the status quo, and then progressivism or leftism is t- – the way it's we, – we've usually described it is the left pulls towards progress and the right holds them back a little bit and they slowly move towards you know new ways of doing things but not too much too fast. And what we've got now is the chain is snapped. The right is stumbling back a little bit, only a little bit, and the left has just taken off running like you know the dog getting loose on the leash. So – I don't see anything that we're talking about being conservative because we're actually fairly reformist. We're complaining about the establishment. We're actually revolutionary when we call for the end of the Federal Reserve. So how is any of that That's amazing. The Federal Reserve is is a revolutionary uh, Calling for an end of the Fed is a revolutionary idea. That's wild. And they would be like, it's a conservative show. I'm like, bro, you guys are defending massive multinational corporations. How we convince those people, I honestly... We can we can tell the truth. We can be honest, but short of using their tactics and manipulation, I don't see how you you change people's I minds. Make them laugh. That's a good. One. I don't know. Like, music. Like I, I don't I don't think we followed the authoritarians' paradigm because their their whole role is to manipulate and scare people into falling in line. And our model is is more like Joe Rogan. Let's have a conversation. I'm not here to tell you what to think, but I'm going to insist that you start thinking for yourself. And to me, that's our paradigm. And I know it sounds a little hippy dippy, but um, we're, we're not going to out authoritarian the authoritarians. We gotta we gotta figure out a totally different way to engage people. And I think people that have gone through this this two years of 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 lockdown torture and all the, the psychological and personal damage we've done, particularly to children, I think people might be hungry for an alternative. And and we're that revolution, but I think our tactics are different. We respect people enough not to tell them what well so, so this is the funny thing right the uh, historical left and right you guys are you, are you familiar where it originates the french revolution right hmm. where the people sitting on the right were the the, the what, they were the monarchists or the you know they wanted to keep the system sort the of aristocracy thing. yeah yeah and then the left was the revolutionary communist lefty types the funny thing is we're sitting here saying the establishment is busted and broken they're bad. We got to vote them all out. Get rid of that. We want to end the Fed. We want dramatic revolutionary change in this country. And the quote unquote left people like Hassan or Vosh are saying the massive multinational corporations are correct and we should be forced to buy their products by the status quo establishment politicians. And I'm like, that makes them right wing. Yeah. It doesn't matter if your economic position is nationalization of, of, a, of a corporation. You are his on the historical scale, based on the original definition, the right wing defending aristocracy, and we're here complaining about yeah. it. So fascist, I, absolute fascist. Even uh, Occupy Democrats. They tweeted today that in Greece, the government is fining people $113 per month because they didn't take a product from a private criminal multinational organization. They're also bragging that in Austria, the government is fining people, stealing $4,000 for them because they didn't take a product from a big pharma agency. This is also going to be happening in Quebec, and and Occupy Democrats are asking, retweet if you want this to happen in the United States, which is absolutely ridiculous. They're on the side of literally forcing you through the threat of stealing your money or having guys show up with guns and use violence against you if you don't buy a product. This is where they're at. 
They're absolutely fascists, totalitarian technocrats that have no respect for human decency or your personal property. I have a, uh, I have a tweet about this. So uh, here, here we have the tweet. They say Greece announces that it'll begin fining the unvaccinated $113 per month. Austria announces that it'll begin fining them for $4,000, fining them $4,000 a month. And Quebec announces it may begin slapping them with a significant fine. Retweet if you think America must do it. My response was no. We should just lock the unvaccinated people in jail. They can leave any time as soon as they get the vaccine. This way, we aren't forcing them to get vaccinated and we keep people safe. Australia model. I, so, would, I was concerned about that tweet because they're going to take your advice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, I, I often tweet uh, uh, garbled nonsense, and I have no problem explaining why I do it. By tweeting the opposite in a slightly, slightly silly way, the average person of intelligence understands my point, and you can't take the tweet and assert context to it. So uh, I, Luke posted a meme and I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at this meme and it's like, you know, questioning, you know, vaccines and things like that. Or, or it's the science and the corporations around it. And I'm like, if you post that, they might say you're posting medical misinformation and ban you. So I posted it very in a very silly way, criticizing it and pushing something that was absurd. So what are they going to do? They're going to ban me for saying it was crazy? Yeah. My, Even though most people understand my point. My response to this tweet was uh, replying to it with uh, a gif of Mussolini giving a speech. <laughs> I saw that. That was awesome. <laughs> and I like that. That's also another way. Just mocking these people because their ideas are absurd. And when we really break it down what they're doing, they're calling for violent men with guns to come to people and steal their money for not taking a product. That's essentially what it boils down to. And so let me just that's, let me just stress this point right now. And I'm going to say it again to make sure everyone hears it because I really want the bread tubers to hear this. If we are talking about the French Revolution and the right was, as you described, I would say the aristocracy and the left was the revolutionary. We sit before you today as humble civil libertarians and big L libertarians in a certain sense, saying the establishment politicians are corrupt and broken. The massive multinational corporations are criminal and they are stripping the value and the rights of the working class in this country. We believe that there needs to be dramatic revolutionary change in this country, like ending the Federal Reserve. Not depending on Chinese slave labor. And not just ending the Fed. We would repeal it and then take control of the finances with our Congress. Restoring the rights of the working class, ending the corrupt aristocracy and elitism in this nation and letting good working class people have the fruits of their labor from the labor they produce. And many of you, many of you sit there and say it is good that Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden, corrupt neo neocon corporatists, neolib corporatists are mandating the American people be forced to buy a product from a massive multinational corporation. You are the right in your own argument. And we are the left. We are to the left of you. And we're not even leftists. Now, if you want to talk about economic scale, when left means economic policy collectivism or right is laissez-faire, oh, then we'll have an argument for sure. But if you want to play that game of left and right as tribes, y'all on the on BreadTube are actually right wing for defending the government and the corporations as they do this. How does that happen? How, isn't that weird? They must have changed aisles there at some point. They all got up and, and shuffled over. I think that's, that's why you got to not get too hung up on the definitions of the words rightist and leftist, because really, yeah, these... You can call yourself whatever you want, but if you're supporting multinational corporate takeover, that's authoritarian as hell, you know? It's, it's monarchist as hell. Criminal entities with no liability for their product that's forced and extorted on the general public. That's a whole new level of Literally craziness criminal. that has a criminal past of, of buying off regulators. 
politicians and doctors for pure profit motive that they had to pay billions of dollars in fines to. Pfizer is yeah. like in the top 10 largest criminal uh, cases in the world. Yep. I think Pfizer's like number five or yep. six or something. For you know, buying off regulators, scientists, and politicians. You know, in practice, it's it's quite often difficult to see the difference between fascist regimes and communist regimes. And one technically is government ownership of the means of production. The other is government control of the means of production. But I've I've done a pretty deep dive on this. And if you look at Pol Pot, uh, the mass murder in Cambodia, um, and you look at many of his policies—not just economics, but but civil liberties and general disdain for life—it's fairly difficult to tell the difference between him and Adolf Hitler. And yet, we're taught that these guys are in opposite ends of the the political spectrum. No, they're both murderous authoritarians. And and my my mine's different than you. I put the bad guys on the bottom. I, I get the the metaphor of putting us on the bottom, but. Uh, as you move up my political scale, you get to all the things that are voluntary, cooperation and choice and and informed consent and all these crazy radical ideas that, that neither political establishment will tolerate today. And to me, it goes back to your, your manifesto that you laid out there. That's That's where we can find reasonable people. And it almost feels like it's in the middle, even though it's outside of the current structure altogether. It's the people that spin around all through it and are willing to engage and understand all of it that are seem like they're in the middle. It's happening so fast that it just looks like it's it's right there. Yeah. Those are the people I'm looking for. Well, I think we found them tonight in the comments. Mm, yeah. Or they're they're all saying we're foolish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, the people who watch tend to be fairly moderate. You know, nobody's a, an extremist in in, in you know. In, in any sense, maybe a few people pop in here and there. We get some leftists who just hate us and they're very authoritarian, you know, tanky types. But for the most part, you know, the people I meet on the street, regular people, and they're just, you know, I, the response I usually get from people is they're like, I don't know, man. I just want to be able to, to live, to feed my family, to get by. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to, I don't want to cause problems. I just want things to get better and I want people to chill out. Yeah. That's a lot of it. You got a lot of people who are like, we want to go crazy. We want to go to war. We want dramatic revolutionary change by any means necessary. And, you know, the, the one thing I find fascinating, because I've talked to a lot of Antifa, Antifa people about this. I said, isn't the use of violence against someone inherently authoritarian? And they just, they never have a real answer for it. You might get these sophists who are like, actually, the use of violence isn't because, and I'm like, what about beating someone until they agree with you is not authoritarian? <laughs> because is it authoritarianism strict adherence to the authority or, or governance or politics um, based upon adherence to the authority? And the use of violence is authoritarian to force them to do it, whereas libertarian would be like sitting down over a cup of coffee and having a, a discussion and an argument and trying to convince them. Persuasion. Right. Well, defensive violence, I guess, could be a libertarian thing. In, uh, you know, we have this thing called the non-aggression principle mm -hmm. that if uh, you, you can't mess with somebody else, but if they mess with you, they threaten your, your life or your property, you have a right to defend yourself. Um, but, but back to your point, I think this is super important. Antifa's model is explicitly violent. They're quite proud of it, and, and they think that violent change is the only way to sort of transform society, break the system, and, you know, all of these, all of these communist dictators tried this stuff, and they, they didn't give one damn about human life. Our strategy has to be the difference, different, fundamentally different. Ours has to be nonviolent because violence 
is the ultimate violation of, of liberties and, and people's humanity. So I think there's power in nonviolence. And I'm a student, I'm a student of Martin Luther King and Gandhi, and I've studied these nonviolent movements, the solidarity movement. Um, who would have thought that a bunch of guys could gather and beat this all powerful Soviet regime with nonviolence? They did it. Um, so I, I think our tactics have to be different and which is why I was so critical about January 6th. Um, aping the other guys is a losing strategy. You're saying with the Soviet, is it, is a peace? What was the party name you said that defied the Soviets? Solidarity movement. It, what was Solidarność. that? It was a movement of union workers and people coming together throughout the factories that they were mandated to work at and saying, no, we're going to protest. We're not going to work for the Soviet empire. We're going to strike. And because of those strikes and that kind of collective, collective bargaining power, it was one of the reasons out of many why the Soviet empire kind of crumbled. And for those which my are, family was a part of in uh, Gdansk, Poland, so. and uh, a little little bit of trivia yeah, for you guys. For those that are fans of the game Civilization, in the video game Civilization Two, which is a very early version of it, you're 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 creating a country. When you have civil unrest, it actually shows an image from the Solidarity Movement. They're holding the big sign and protesting, and that's the symbol used in the game of unrest in your city. Yeah, cool stuff, huh? A lot of history there, um, and it, it shows you that protests. Throughout history, sometimes do work. Now, there's a lot of pessimists that say protests never work, but I, I think it's worth a try. And I definitely agree with you. We should we should always strive to be nonviolent. We should also have the ability to defend ourselves if if the need comes, but prioritize that nonviolence over anything else because the state has mastered the tool of 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 anger, of of hatred, and of violence in such a way that there's no using it in any way that it doesn't benefit them directly. But there is a big protest coming. Mm. As it is in, uh, just about a week. It is in D.C. What is the protest called? Like The March Against Mandates. Is it, are you sure it's called March Against Mandates? No, but that's <laughs> what I think it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's quite right. So uh, we have this story from Newsweek. Joe Rogan and Robert Kennedy Jr. to speak at conspiracy theorist oh. vaccine mandate protest. Oh wow, Scary. what a story, Newsweek. <laughs> Ewan Palmer, or however you pronounce your name, I wonder where you got that information. I reached out to Joe Rogan for comment, and I said, are you going to this thing? He said, no. And that was it. I'm like, why are they reporting he's going to this? Um, but I suppose it's easier for me to ask him, because I know him, than it was for this journalist. But where the hell did they get this information to claim he was going to be there? I had to wonder, because when I saw this, I was like, if I tell people Joe's not going to be there, less people will show up, right? Because if they genuinely thought Joe would be there, I mean, you might fill a stadium with people showing up. Is it possible this guy was like, I'm just going to say it because then everyone's going to want to be there. We saw it Occupy Wall Street. They claimed Radiohead was coming. And thousands, like 10,000. How many people were there, Luke? It's like 10,000 people. It was ridiculous. Radiohead wasn't coming. Yep. But so everyone now, was there right before they were about to allegedly sweep the park and kick everyone out. They say he is listed as being among the speakers at the march, which ends the Lincoln Memorial. So where where does that come from? Um, probably some fake news. Probably either someone trying to make sure that more people show up to this protest. Yep. I mean, we're talking about this protest now. Um, I think it's a worthwhile protest. I don't know who sent them the information. Obviously, uh, Brett Weinstein is also uh, Weinstein is also making sure that um, people understand that this is kind of fake news being spread out there. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of important people out there. I think it's a, an important protest. I think it's an important discussion that needs to be had in this country. 
Um, I, I, as far as this fake news, I don't, I don't really have anything else to say other than that. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, both uh, people that want people to show up and people that want to demonize this thing are going to be um, spreading a lot of information. Um, I, for one, would love to see Americans stand up and rise up. And I've been I've been disappointed that we haven't seen the same sort of massive marches. We're all on Twitter and we're watching these marches all across Europe, um, mm, yeah. in Australia, everywhere. And there's been less of it in the United States. And I, th- I think we're due for a nice grassroots uprising. But I would, I would again say I'm going to beat this dead horse. It's got to be peaceful because everybody's watching. And one bad actor will, will destroy your message and, and, and transform what, what could be a pivotal moment in American history. And the feds are dying for an incident to happen that will turn violent, that will hurt other people, that will work in their benefit. So they desperately want something like that, ha- want something like that to, to happen. I would even say as desperate as to even potentially manufacture it. That's my perception. So it is, it is defeat the mandates yes. DC. And they say, after they get the Lincoln Memorial, recording artists, prominent doctors, journalists, pro athletes, actors, and premier thought leaders will give a series of inspiring talks and musical performances. I don't see if it says who is going to be there, though, or why they were claiming that it was going to be Keeping Joe. Keeping it open, it looks like. The, the FLCCC has also provided a lot of important information to a lot of people that – even information that I personally used myself – um, and they do a lot of good work, so it's cool to see them involved here. Uh, Chris Martinson of Peak Prosperity yeah. is also going to be there. He's oh, going awesome. to be speaking and participating. He's, uh, you know, he's been on the show. He's a friend of mine as well. Dr. Malone, Dr. McCullough. Um, and uh, I'm not sure about Robert Kennedy Jr. I don't know if he's confirmed. Does conspiracy or not. mean anything anymore? It doesn't mean anything, does it? The media is just like a conspiracy march. Oh. And I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. I literally don't care what you think. You are all crackpots. You believed the Covington kid BS. Imagine taking medical advice from people who believe Jussie Smollett. Sorry, the moment you said that, I'm just like, bro, I don't care what you have to say about conspiracy theories at all. Literally. The the spoiler alert uh, yeah. <laughs> march would be a more appropriate name for what's been happening here. Um, and, and again, the corporate media is going to vilify it because it goes against a lot of their corporate media partners. And uh, this is bad for business for the big industries that are tied to them. So obviously they're going to try to attack it in any way that they can. It's only a matter of time before we get that email where it's like, hi, I'm with Pfizer and we'd love to sponsor your show. Uh. <laughs> and then all of a sudden one day we're like, you know what? We're totally in favor of this. People should get 12, 12 oh vaccines. Gosh. Talk to your doctor no. about your 12th vaccine today. Oh my gosh. No, nah, we won't. We won't play those games. It'd be interesting to do a Pfizer ad and then at the end, after the ad, be like, yeah, Pfizer's trash. This authoritarian <laughs> corporation. Like, I wonder if that'd be, that'd be good. That'd be fun. If I ever received anything where it was like, we'd like to sponsor your show, I'd probably just publish all the documents. And I'm saying that now, so it'll definitely never happen. But I would thoroughly enjoy being like, thank you for the request. Here's here's Twitter. Here's what they're sending people. I I would love to see uh, Tim Pool brought to you by Pfizer. (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, I'm wearing a suit. Yeah, <laughs> we're in a different room. Pfizer beanie. We're yeah, in an Pfizer office beanie. building. We're all wearing, uh, you know, Dress uh, black tie suits. Oh my and gosh. Luke's pronouncing everything pronouncing everything correctly. It's just <laughs> absolutely crazy. Doubles. It's bizarro <laughs> Pfizer world. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, I'll say this, uh, Luke. You're going to be at the protest. Uh, yes. I, I got to tell everybody, be careful because agent provocateurs, man. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's why it's important to live stream. I'm, I'm going to be probably live streaming if I could get good cell phone signal. 
and videotaping everything, making sure that, of course, we get everything on the record because the only thing really preventing and stopping something is being fully transparent, yeah. open, uh, and honest about everything. And the best way to do that is to live stream. So I'm going to be live streaming on YouTube.com forward slash we are. I'll just say if I was there at a protest and I saw someone or something like this trying to act a fool or get violent, I would stop them. I would, and, and, and we saw that there was a lot of this, uh, some of this went on. There's really cool videos. There was a guy who was ripping bricks off out of the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. And then activists, left-wing activists grabbed him and dragged him to the police. And they were like, get him out of here. We do not want this. And then the cops even let one of the guys go. Like, he got caught up in it. And they were like, okay, you're cool. And they arrested the guy who was vandalizing stuff. That's what you need to see. Now, I don't know what people should do. For legal reasons, I have no idea. So talk to the organizers. But don't let people do any of that crazy stuff. Because you will get some Antifa type who's going to show up wearing a MAGA hat and be like, I'm going to make them all look crazy. That's the problem is someone could go there, put on a MAGA hat and throw a brick. And then that gives the government authority to like send in troops. One guy can do that. That's crazy. So we we dealt with this and this is before smartphones were such a thing, but I was a Tea Party organizer and we organized Mm -hmm. that massive march in 2009 on the mall. And, and, you know, no arrests, no violence. Um, a couple kids got lost. We found them again. It was like this beautiful uh, bottom-up thing. But eventually, people that wanted to um, sort of smear our reputation showed up. And, and one of the tactics we used, which I believe we borrowed from the left, was we created signs that said, this guy's not with us. Mm. And we would surround a bad actor. And we don't know if the guy's a, a bad actor from our side or their side. But if the behavior's wrong... If they were if they were doing something violent or something racist, we would just surround them and, and they would just leave, yeah, because they were outed. And it's it's hard to police a grassroots movement. And the way that MLK did it with his march on Washington, it was very carefully scripted. The signs were created by the organizers. That's not how it works anymore. So you got to figure out some way to police your own community. You have zero tolerance for bad behavior, no matter who's doing it. What do you guys think is going to happen? Peaceful, massive. How many people do you think? Some people are estimating a hundred thousand, but I think those mm. are uh, overinflated it's numbers. And you usually man. you usually see numbers overinflated. But at the same time, we haven't seen a protest here in the United States for a very long time. Uh, compare that to what's been happening in France, in Austria, in Australia, in Germany, in the United Kingdom. There have been massive protests with tens of thousands of people. Some instances, even hundreds of thousands of people coming to the streets saying enough is enough. And I think just being able to see that kind of larger representation does have some kind of larger larger political change and does put into people's minds that they're not alone. And I think that's, that's important. And uh, I think peaceful, peaceful rallying and peaceful protests are extremely important. And um, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but um, I'm going to be there to see. It's winter. We got a snowstorm coming this weekend. I'm not, I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but I'm not confident. I was just gonna, I, like in my brain, I was like, I was gonna, just gonna call you a Debbie Downer. Uh, <laughs> we were supposed to go hiking for like so long, and Tim's like, now it's gonna rain. It's raining. And no, then we no, go, no, and no, then no, it's no, not that's, raining. That's fake news. And now we're supposed to go <laughs> hiking this weekend, and Tim's news. like, oh, it's gonna snow. We're not going. I'm like, it's fake news. Uh, we're gonna go anyway. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's true news. news. <laughs> it's absolutely true news. Let me Let's, tell you. Let me tell you the facts. The, the first it was actually raining. It was literally raining outside. And I'm like, Luke said, who cares? Let's go anyway. And I said, bro. It says it's going to keep raining until 2 I'm like, p.m. Yes. I don't think it's it's good to drive two hours and then just be like, well, it was raining and we knew it was raining and then waste the day driving two hours back. As it turns out, the rain stopped where where Luke ended up going hiking and he was fine. 
The only thing that really happened was I wasn't willing to take the risk, and Luke was, and it benefited Luke. That's the true news. Stop being fake news. I Luke. keep telling you the the, the 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 weather reports keep lying to you, man, just like the media does. And then even if the it media. is raining, it'll still be an interesting hike to go on. We just bring weather gear and still enjoy the hike rather than just now sit here's, at home. Here's the false framing from Luke. While we were going to go hiking this weekend. There is a report that a major winter storm is coming. So what we said was, how about we go snowboarding or skiing instead? So we still go up to the mountain. We still get the views. And Luke said no. No, when? And then he has no, 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 no. Now he that's fake news. Now that's fake news on your part. I never said no on that part. You want to, you want to go like next weekend and, and. Well, yeah, cause, yeah, we, cause uh, uh, it's, it's a couple hour drive through the snow. We have to stay the night. But Luke, you work Sundays and then. You know, just but that's that's that, that's the truth. That's not, you know, Luke trying to smear me and mm-hmm. trying to pull a pull a daily beast over here. <laughs> you got me thinking though that if someone does decide to co-opt the weather system and want to give us the fake news, that's a good way because people trust that implicitly. I've never heard yeah. anyone question the weather, even when uh, just this past weekend they said it was going to rain and then it didn't rain. I'm we telling you, it. there's no but reason somebody, to believe the news, Tim. Somebody there was actually a meteorologist who pointed this out. He said. When they were predicting this big winter storm, he was like, the, the weather, uh, the weather system is in the, in the Pacific Ocean. There's no way you can accurately predict what's, right. what it's going to do in the next two weeks. So I guess, uh, it, it is still for the most part coming true in a lot of ways. It's not the same as the projection from two weeks ago, obviously, but we're supposed to get hit with a big winter storm. We're supposed to get very, very heavy snowfall out here. So. You know, that, that, that is bad news for us because fortunately it's happening over the weekend, but it usually means that it's harder to get out here. So we'll have to figure that stuff out. You know. Drive safely, everyone. Yeah. Yep. Yep. In the middle of nowhere and the power could go out. Yikes. It'll Who be knows? Exciting. But how about we go to Super Chats? If you yes. haven't already, smash that like button. Subscribe to this YouTube channel right now by clicking that little subscribe button or, uh, or the podcast if you're listening on the podcast and go to TimCast.com. Become a member. And you will get access to our members-only podcast. They go up around 11 or so p.m., Monday through Thursday. And we're going to have one. And this is uncensored. We swear a lot. We talk about spicy things. And we just we just, we just, just go for it uncensored. It's so much fun. So become a member. Check those out. Let's read what you guys have to say over in the Super Chats. All right. The first Super Chat. I'm sorry I can't read your name because YouTube blocks it for some reason. They say, let's start this show off right. Smash that like button. That's right. Excellent. Tim, we're about to breed our Nigerian dwarf goats, and you're going to get the first baby goat. Uh, I will accept oh, the baby snap. goat. Goats yes. are awesome. I lived uh, with goats in New Hampshire. They're really, really awesome to have as pets well, and just I as think, farms. Yeah. I think once we uh, were, were maybe four or five months out from being operational at Freedomistan, and we'll probably have goats. You like that? Luke came up with the name. Yeah, free, that's, free that, that works for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you get the URL? Because that's everything. Uh, I think we have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah got and, and we're going to get, uh, a, like, when you drive in, there's going to be a big sign that says Free Domestan. And, and, and I assume that Lafroig 25 will just pour from the faucets. That's <laughs> yes, correct. For people yeah, who like whiskey. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a passport control. It's it's just going to be our security booth. But, like, you know, we're going to have the guy act like, you know, welcome to Free Domestan. And, you know. Different country. Yeah, it's a different country. It's not really, but. You I want to set up a bar, like a tap bar with a bunch of different beers. But instead of beer, it's a bunch of different soaps, like really good soap. So you can get like your organic <laughs> lavender. I like that. It's actually not a bad idea for the bathroom. That'd be that's cool. To have idea. like a, a soap taps where you Artisanal, pull the thing down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. We should do that. That's, kind of, like, that's kind of the end of the long tail. Yeah. Um, that's kind of a niche dream <laughs> yeah. that you have there. Yeah. yeah. You could, we'll have like, you know, you'll have like Planting the raspberry the lemon. You'll have the cucumber melon. Mm-hmm. You'll have the mint. Mm. Yeah. The goat's milk. Yeah. And you'll, oh, I'll do a blend today of fine soaps. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ooh, Ian will put a lot of things on tap for you. Oh, All right. All right. Normies get out, says, look at me. Seamus is the captain now. Seamus is not here. Well, he's here in the building, he's but he's not here spirit. in the studio. He's with. Well, he's physically with yeah, us. He's just he's not on the show. With us. <laughs> uh, he'll be on the show at some point. He's doing... Um, I don't know what 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 does Seamus do? He's drawing pictures. Yeah, is that what he does all day. He draws talks, talks on the phone. Yeah, a lot. makes me laugh. He's talk, drawing pictures of Fauci. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. yeah. Doing and voices. then he comes to me and he's like, "Tim, can you be Fauci?" You're like, and then yes. I'm like, "I will try. I can be." Normie's got says Seamus cast or no cast. It's Shim cast. Okay? Shim cast. No, we want Seamus. Shame cast. All right. Abnormal normal says my wife, who is a nurse, just received an email stating she will no longer have a job if not jabbed by the 29th. I will never shake the hand of someone on the other side. Oh. I am now ready to fight like never before by any means needed. The war is now. Well, oh. this is this is what we fear because we don't want that. Don't right? let yourself get radicalized, man. Yeah. But, I mean, if if the U.S. does break apart, then China just takes over. So I like an, I like this, you know, bringing oh, back the, the, the factories for the working class and strengthening this country and maintaining peace and everything. But if we start fighting each other... China's just going to be like, all right, time for global communism, you know. So as the so. economist, I have a theory about what all of these very talented healthcare workers who are about to get fired can do. Um, you're you're going to create a very rationed system within any organization that takes Medicare or Medicaid, but there's this thing called concierge med- medicine. Yes. There's this, there's this alternative form of medicine, and I think entrepreneurs are going to scoop these people up and they're going to make more money, and they're going to practice um, medicine with a modicum of freedom. So, so don't get depressed, don't get desperate. Look for that alternative, and yes. I, I think we should encourage everybody to say, like, like let's take this as a win. Yeah, um, the system's firing us, so let's go create something better. Yeah, I didn't know this, but um, apparently, wealthy people will just hire doctors. What? Yeah, is that? Did you know that? I did know that. Yeah, I have heard about that. And like a company. So, like, an oil company will have a doctor on staff. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, the, and the CEO will be like, I need this medication. And he'll go, you're right. And he'll fill out the prescription yep. thing and hand it to him. Correct. That's and one crazy. Of, yeah. interesting. One of the things I've been looking at, too, is all these uh, things that aren't actually insurance, like MediShare. Um, and Tom Woods has one that he advertises that I always forget the name of. But these are not technically insurance companies, but they do offer coverage and they help you do things like they'll help you like crowdsource your bills, which I think is fantastic. So hopefully some of these people who are fired for refusing to be vaccinated can go over and work over there with them. Something that's coming too with 3D printing is uh, medical is medicine. A lot of it is like artificial intelligence building out medicines that are tailor fit for your body so that you'll get a, a unique form of medicine that is specific for you. Instead of these top-down mandates of everyone take the same drug, yeah, I mean the 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 upside, and and we libertarians are very difficult at talking about the upside, and we talk all about how the government has destroyed the healthcare system, but there's this beautiful world where where doctors and patients actually get to make decisions, and innovation mm-hmm. happens, and innovative economic structures so that medicine becomes more affordable. Um, I think the same thing is going to happen in healthcare that is is happening right now in education where. More and more moms are saying, you know what? Screw your masks and your vax mandates and your, your, your Skype schooling. I'm going to go create a pod with my neighbors and, yes. and teach my kids in an environment where they can actually thrive. I think that's the upside of all this downside is that, that people are going to get innovative and, and practice a little bit of freedom. 
And um, speaking of freedom and innovation, Sir Weed Bong Ventura says, I'm unvaxxed and I still pooped my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to hear it, sir. Uh, I'm sorry to hear it. Try fasting. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Lay off the Chipotle. Does does vax, does being vaxxed help you with that? Retain your bowels? I think it's a joke. I I don't think think they're seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am one with the comment section. I I appreciate you guys. Lily Cake says, Waukesha native here. Daryl Brooks Jr., Christmas Parade Monster. Preliminary hearing begins tomorrow. 75-plus charges. Please do not let this fall off your radar. Take care, everyone. I agree. We absolutely should not allow them to sweep that story under the rug. I loved all the memes, though, where it showed the guy walking and his head was an SUV. And it would show, like, the news headline where it says SUV crashes into people. Mm -hmm. As if it was just, like, the machine that did it. I liked the jokes, too, where it was, like, Decepticon invades Earth. You know, SUV (laughs) crash into people. Transformers. It wasn't the person who did it. Nope. Nope. All right, Deplorable Eye says, I have not seen reports on the supply chain improving in the next six weeks. As the winter weather continues to worsen, how soon do you expect food riots in major cities? I don't know if we're going to see food riots for some time, if if at all, to be honest. Hope not. But I just, um, I do think with the, um, the Canada backed down on their vax mandate for, I, I don't know if it was Canada, but the U.S., the, the, the Canada border had a vax mandate. They backed down on this because truckers were going to revolt. We still could end up seeing, you know, vax mandates at some point. But with the Supreme Court striking this down, I think things might actually improve a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, the winter is going to be a problem. The lack of drivers is a problem. But if they, if the Supreme Court said, okay, vax mandate, this country would collapse overnight. So I think the Supreme Court had no choice. Mm-hmm. We're a very wealthy country. And, and the good news about being us is that the system the economy and everybody that's that's actually bringing food to your table that it mostly still works and that's not true in every country but it's true in ours so i i don't expect to see food riots anytime soon in large part because of what you just said all right brett stubb says just happy the homie matt is on timcast mm-hmm. an absolute legend ask about the dead abe lincoln gary johnson video good memories mm-hmm. lol oh so we um, we created a uh, gary johnson Super PAC ad that featured a comedian dr- that dressed up like Dead Abe Lincoln, who was the first successful third party candidate. <laughs> and, and we claim, and I think it's, I think it's mostly true that, that that was the most viral ad of 2016. Um, Trump was super viral. Hillary spent a stupid amount of money trying to get people excited about her and, and Dead Abe Lincoln killed it. Dead Abe Lincoln. All right. Jiffer says, Tim, I saw your episode of CNN's failing viewership. Trigger warning. Only Donald Trump can save CNN. How many liberals' heads just imploded? That was true, though. I mean, uh, before Trump came on Twitter, Twitter was actually failing. They were losing users like crazy. They were changing their, their metrics, how they tracked users, because they were trying to make the numbers look better. And then Trump came in and started calling people horse face. And boom, Twitter all of a sudden was, was, was flourishing. Trump could have left at any point. He didn't want to do it. All right. What is this? Tus Nalorum. Would you all grow up and stop acting like they are just being prudent? Major corps are the only ones pushing it because they lead by never, they're led by never Trumpers. They are attacking political rivals and you are helping them by pretending to be reasonable. I don't know what that means. Hmm. We, we, we are not fans of the big corporations. I think it's an unreasonable accusation against us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Agreed. Yes. I am, I am triggered and outraged. Iggy the Incubus says, today is a good day for hope. In the words of Razor, Razor Fist, accelerationism is just surrendering with alacrity. 
And the black pill is an effing suppository. <laughs> God effing speed to you all at the beanie compound. Well, yeah. I'll tell you this, man. I decided to leave New York, and that was a few years ago, and look where they're at now. I wasn't wrong about that. Decided to leave the Philly area. Wasn't wrong about that. I'm out here in the middle of nowhere, and hopefully not wrong about this. I could be at any point. I have no idea. But I'm really glad I left New York, and I'm not there now. I'm really glad we spent some time in, in South Jersey, but considering what was going on in Philly and the riots, I'm really glad we left. So if my you know predictions just stay slightly on track... Good. I think people would be would 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 be wise to get out of cities. Go find. I something. live in like a state of existential horror when I look at the economy, uh, the inflation. Like, okay, I've done some math in my life. I know what's happening oh, yeah. and what's coming. When you look at the way that they're inflating the economy and what they did before the Great Depression, just and in fact, check out some a documentary on the Great Depression if you want to look at what it looked like leading up to that mm-hmm. that that six weeks of fail or whatever it was. All T- right, Tim, will you commit to talk to my wife about this because? I still live on Capitol Hill, and we, we desperately need to get out of there. Yeah, man. I mean, we're not that far away. Yeah. I mean, it's only an hour to get out yeah, of there. Yeah, like it's it's closer than I thought. Yeah, yeah. So we got 50 acres, and it's only an hour and a half from D.C. It's actually really close, and that could be a problem for us, but it's far enough away to where we've got freedom and space and private land. It's unrestricted, and we can still get access to the airport for guests to come in and out. So that's kind of the compromise. Do you hear that, Terry? She's listening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. straight to camera on this oh, one. Oh, it's cheap, man, too. They got like, there, there's, I was looking at a plot. I think it was like 30 acres for 100K. Yeah. You got to build on it, but you know, 30 acres, man. Be Real says, well, people are okay with this half-baked potato as long as the bad orange man can't tweet mean things anymore. <laughs> that's correct. Indeed, he is a half-baked that's, potato. That's where we that are. That was the bargain. Venal houseplant, yep. Joe Biden. Okay. Jacob Villa says, in April of 2022, the International Classification of Diseases is introducing new medical codes. One is Z28310, unvaccinated for COVID-19. I work in HIM as a RHIA. Do you know what that means, Lydia? I have no idea what that is. This is very concerning to me. Doctors are now documenting reasons for vax refusal in their SOAP notes. Huh. RHI, Registered Health Information Administrator. Oh, there you go. Okay, perfect. I was going to say, it sounds medical with all those acronyms. Glizzy Water says, for yesterday's, from yesterday's show, I became an owner-operator trucker to not have to get the vax, and it was weird you talked about truckers as I got off the exit to Harper's Ferry today. Ooh, spooky. Ooh. Nice. Creepy. Simulation speaks. We have a lot of listeners that are truckers. Yeah, it's oh, great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they have time to listen. I mean, yeah. what a great show to listen to while you're trucking along yeah. the United States. And it's a couple hours. There you go. And supplying man. the country. It's That's an important right. job. Without tru- people don't right, realize how important truckers are. I think it's the most important job in the country. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, it's like red blood cells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, yes. if Delivering the oxygen. Great comparison. Yep. The resources. Yes. Yeah, c- carrying the oxygen that we need to the, to the you know, locations, to the organs. And, wow, uh, it really is. That's so wild how it's fractal. Yeah. And yeah, if, you ever, if you've ever zoomed out of like a highway and see all the little trucks moving back and Just forth. Just like blood. Yeah, it's like carrying the resources into and out of. It's crazy. It's so cool. Transporting all the goods. Fun stuff. And we have to keep the laptop class fed. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. We have to do that. Got to bring yeah. the food into the New York. The BuzzFeed uh, flip-flop wearing yuppies. Exactly. Oh, man. All right. Christopher says, dude, Trump isn't going to get reelected. The Republicans are not going to win 2022. Now that people have actually been arrested for sedition, the Dems are going to disqualify them. MTG told you as much. Mm. Well, I guess you we'll think? see. I mean, we talked about it a bit, but what do you think? You think it'll happen? We'll see. I mean, 
No one has a... I believe it is variable at this point, depending on how we act the next couple of years. Mm. Jeffrey says, I think Ian is right. Trump is a fire without enough fuel. Who is who is Nathan Hale? Oh, he was a uh, he was a patriot. Oh, yeah, one of the founders. We need fathers. the Nathan Hale attitude. I regret that I have but one life to give yes. for my country. He died. Yep. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Mel G says, "Can someone make a shirt of DeSantis riding a flaming bull through the White House?" <laughs> I bet it already exists, honestly. Yeah, as soon as we said it, Trump will be the flaming bull. Dragon Lady says, "Didn't think I'd be able to watch tonight. Got to get up early, but then I saw Matt was going to be on." His Don't Hurt People and Don't Take Their Stuff is the best libertarian book of the last decade. Also, Lydia, the Kitty Mosaic rocks. Yeah. So you have a book. It's the same. It's, it's titled the same it's, thing. Uh, this T-shirt is stolen from the book. Number two New York Times bestseller. Don't wow. Hurt People and Don't Take Their Stuff. That's a cool. libertarian manifesto. Hey, I looked at the site and it looks like that particular shirt right now is sold out. Do you know when it might be back? Um, we actually talked about it this week. Perfect. It'll it'll be there. Awesome. Right on. I want to order one. Overdressed says Luke's speech. People who speak many languages often don't feel the same importance in saying words in the right way. There is no right way, only getting the information and emotion across. He probably speaks Polish at home. Thank you. Um, I dream Polish, which is actually uh, pretty pretty weird as well. Um, so I'm not dyslexic. That's, that's interesting <laughs> to find out. Oh, so wait, wait, I have a question. Uh, if you have a dream and say Ian's in it, would Ian be speaking Polish to you? I don't know. I'm not sure. Do it and let me know. Yeah, try it. I don't know try if I can manif- I don't think I can manifest <laughs> my dreams in my dream world. Ian's like, Luke, dream of me. Just but breathe but, out really slow when sometimes, you dream. Sometimes they're in English. Sometimes they're in Polish, which is which is weird. But predominantly, it's Polish. One when of I'm the- talking to somebody or someone's talking to me. Huh. At home, I speak with my family in, in Polish. I was born in Poland. I was raised in Poland. So uh, obviously, there's a lot of Polish still uh, in my mind, especially when I'm trying to express ideas uh, in, you know, in such a quick unscripted way sometimes my signals get jumbled but the great it happens. Th- one of the great things about english is you can build new words it's built yeah. to do that like just a faction i've like been doing that like a that. lot here I, i've been embracing yeah. my lukeism <laughs> it's really cool. and uh it's, it's just who i am uh, take it or leave it we understand you wow logan says matt what are your thoughts on the mises caucus um i am a big fan so the mises caucus is a wing of the libertarian party um, and I am a big fan of all of their work against lockdowns. And I'm, I'm kind of a one issue person right now. And, and I think they've, they've done a heroic job. I, I will say that some libertarians have been a little skittish about opposing lockdowns and vaccine mandates. And I don't get that. I don't get that from a libertarian perspective. It doesn't make any sense to me. John Galian says, Tim Cuomo did not have the mercy. It was the comfort. Luke, where's the shirt anti-Fauchist? Ian, uh-huh. graphene is just gentrified pencil. Oh, my. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, it's fighting words. a major truth bomb. more finely refined, I like bro. that. Very pointed comment. I are appreciate Are you going to make an anti-fauchist? That sounds good. I'm going to talk to my team about it now. Or I'll, 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 work, I'll work with you on this. We have a sticker, um, uh, Fauchism. And it's, it's, it's Fauci with, uh, cool. with the uh, puppets. What's going to be the flag, me. though? Is it going to be like a black and yellow flag? What's the symbol inside <laughs> of the old Antifa symbol? It's I, I assume it's But just, instead of Antifa, it's Fauciism? Yeah. It's, it's just a mask. Oh, yeah. Anti-Fauchist action. Yes. Yeah, there you <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah. I like that. Anti-Fauchist. With our own Antifa flag. Yes. Sean Anderson says, Matt, if the next three years in this country was a Rush song, which would it be? One, Closer to the Heart. Two, Bastille Day. Th- or three, Grand Finale from twenty Ooh. from 2112. 
Definitely. Oh, I have to give some context. I, I'm going to say closer to the heart because I'm trying to be an optimist. But mm. at the end of 2112, uh, which is referenced, uh, the good guy kills himself because the state has destroyed his life. Whoa! So we don't we don't want that to happen. I'll stick with closer to the heart. Yeah, Let's I'll go closer to the heart. Yeah. Closer to the heart. Is that great? Song. <laughs> I, don't know. I love Ryan. Sing it, Ian. To the heart. Sing it. Oh nice. You Let can him hit have those it. Notes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brian S says to no bread tube. Watch Max Blumenthal. With Caleb Malpin and uh, on Rockfin, BreadTube is against the left. They're just Democratic establishment. And get Max Blumenthal on as a good example of the real left. Yes, that'd be great. That'd be that, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I've seen him go by. Yeah, and we've referenced him before. I certainly think we disagree on a lot of things, but I think he is absolutely anti-establishment. And, he does seem not crazy. Yeah, which I appreciate. I know that we we have been smeared together in the past. By the <laughs> smeared yeah. together. That's a great yeah, phrase. It, the Southern Poverty Law Center wrote a smear against me, him, and some other people. And for me, Why it was like dead? they passively just smeared me. He was the focus of the article, but they'd like include my name or whatever. They had to issue an apology. It's like a badge of honor when the SPLC attacks you. They got me a couple of years ago, too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Stuff. Seriously says, stop ragging on Luke for his mispronunciations. We all know he sucks at speaking, but that's why we love him. <laughs> hey, also, hey, I could take it. Don't tell Tim what to do. It's <laughs> fine. All right. What the heck? Uh, also, what are the chances you could widen the font on your website? Just a tad often looks blurry. Why? I don't know. Maybe I have, I, you know, it's a design issue. We'll talk to the designers, but you know, I don't know. All right. JFAR says, I know they probably hate each other and it may sound crazy, but the smart move is a Trump DeSantis in 24 for Trump's final term. Then DeSantis and someone else in 28 and 32 for a MAGA America first three-peat. IDK, just a thought. Love you guys. Let's go, Brandon. I actually agree with that. Um, yeah, that would be the rational thing to do. We talked about this a few weeks ago, but we said because of the ego there, especially with Trump firing the first shots against DeSantis, I do not believe that will happen because DeSantis, I believe, would would get too much attention and Donald Trump would be jealous of that. But Donald Trump also wants someone who's completely different uh, than him. That's why he brought in someone like a Pence, who's a, a big statist, uh, to counter to kind of counterbalance him. Uh, but I, I think the two are going to be fighting. It's going to get crazy and it's going to it's going to get wild between these two. Jordan says, have you reached out to Jimmy Dore? Would love to see him on the show. Uh, travel might be the difficult thing. I think, where's Jimmy? Is California? I think so. But Jimmy's fantastic. He's, he's great. I love yeah, Jimmy Dore. Yeah. Uh, so we would love to have him on the show. He'd well, be awesome. You, I will, I will, I will say this too. Like the challenge of trying to get people who have their own shows on our show is that we're asking them not to do their show to do our show. So it's, <clears throat> it's difficult. You know, so when people are like, why won't Tim come on my show? I'm like, I do my own show and I don't expect you to abandon your show for my show either. So I'm not going to cry about some of these, you know, prominent leftists not wanting to come on if they're doing a show. But many of these leftists aren't show hosts. They're leftist, you know, columnists or anything like that. All right. Let's see. We'll grab some more super chats. Save me from Canada says, well, we'll try. Yes, sure. Our drive for war might decrease, but who would want China to dominate the world? That is a war that would be necessary to keep freedom. They are an expansionist authoritarian empire. That's 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 the, that's a difficult thing, man. What do you do? I mean, the 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 left in this country is overwhelmingly authoritarian, but so is the Communist Party. And if we fight, it just they're going to end up winning. Stop feeding the beast. Stop mm. stop you know start prioritizing and voting with your dollar. I mean, what a lot of these multinational corporations do is essentially giving China exactly what. They need to grow their empire, and it wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for our consumerism. 
So that's another aspect that is definitely worth considering here, in my opinion. But God, how do you how do you get people to stop consuming? Well, uh, you know, bringing back jobs and factories to the United States could be a start. Incentivizing, you know, uh, programs that don't just focus on slave labor would be another one. Consume locally. Yeah. Mm. All right. Little Tails Farm says, hey, Tim, here's another super chat. YouTube, quit blocking my name. It's Little Tails Farm. Uh, it's it's U.S. Little Tails Farm. With the first goat super chat, you're getting our firstborn. It would be an honor, bro. I think we would all love the He's goat. So I'm cool. so down. Somebody you need two. Like... You can't have one. You need yeah, at least two. Then we need two. Give us your second born as well. <laughs> <laughs> We're the best for... of your goats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the best. Give us all your goats. Uh, Little Tails Farm, I think you, uh, uh, y'all were the ones who posted that funny video of the chicken house. Yeah. And then, like, the camera goes up, there's a house, and it goes up the window, and there's a chicken just like, <laughs> in the window, like, looking out, and it was just so really good. funny. Chickens are, are really funny. So, in my office, it's all windows all the way around. It's like a sunroom. And I can see the chicken city. And it's really funny because, uh, like, I was working the other day, and then, like, I'm, like, reading some article, when all of a sudden I hear, like, a bagok. And I look over, and one of the chickens apparently had grabbed a cricket or something, and it was being chased in circles by all the other chickens. <laughs> They're playing cricket. Because well, they want to steal the chicken, the cricket from its mouth, and it's just watching them all run in circles for like a minute, and I'm just like, and these things are crazy. They're, oh, they're, they're communists. This is why you need goats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the goats screaming, though, right? Uh, yeah. No, only the male goats, right? Bleating, I believe, is the, the phrase. No, they scream. Oh, Have you ever watched that video, Goats Meh! Scream? Yeah, it's like they're great. Bob, did you put them in there in the city with the chickens, or they hang out in the yard? No, I think the goats will have their own separate area. Okay, yeah, Goat Town, Goat, Goatville. That was a movie, right? Silence of the Goats. Silence of the Goats. Goats. (laughs) Got to shut them up. All right, Free Men Die Free says it's time to get the great Ron Paul. Uh, It's time the great Ron Paul is brought on the show. It would break the internet, and with the mainstream media in shambles, it's the right time to hit them hard. It would be an honor Ron and a and privilege man. to have a star and angel yes. on the show in one man. Can Ron you make Paul. it happen, Luke? I, re- I reached out, but it's it's also two hours. It's also very late. So we would probably have to change our shooting program in well, order to may- do it. We could maybe um, – where, where's he? He's in Texas. He's, in, uh, he's around Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. closer maybe, to Galveston. Yeah. Maybe we need to go out there for another adventure. I agree. Yeah. And then we could do it, and we could shoot it a little bit earlier. And Well, we could we could do a segment, and then we could do the show, and then and be like, here's the you know the interview we did with uh, – We know, could probably Paul. shoot it in his house. He has a beautiful house. And then, he has the Liberty Tree there. We could like start the show with it, and then it would be maybe maybe like a half an hour or however long he was able to go because he's an older guy. Yeah. yeah. And then it would just jump to the regular show, and we'd finish I off live. Rand too. We 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 oh, we, Rand we went to him, and as last time I talked to him, uh, Ron won't get on a plane as long as he has to wear a mask. Yeah. So I don't blame him, man. He's like yeah. f you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 Ron Paul. Tells yeah. Do, do, we, do we do we need to just uh, uh, get him a private plane? Oh. Fly him out here in, in style. Private planes have gotten really, really that, expensive. That probably works. Yeah. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll ask him. I don't want to do it. I'll ask him. I really love the idea of having Rand and Ronda all to get on together. Because yeah, so I've never seen them to, hanging out together talking about politics. That'd be really yeah. fun to. Not that we could do one and the other, but he, I would uh, love to see him. Again yeah, Rand out. just did Ron's show. Oh. In I, th- I assume he was in Texas, so I, I I think that would be a cool thing. All right. Yeah, the it's really it's, it's really crazy to me that uh, how they're able to vilify Rand Paul when he just you know he made the Breonna Taylor uh, no knock warrant bill and the left attacked him. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with these people? Like Rand Paul, people should just be like, I, I can imagine people being like, well, I don't completely agree with him, but he's a good dude. 
but and, they just hate him. And he was right all along, especially with, when it came to all the information surrounding Dr. Fauci. Yeah. He was accurate. He was oh, honest. And then that is just... That is just epic. Yeah. His confrontations with Fauci, well-researched, holding up the documents. I guess that's what it's all about. If you're an authoritarian, you don't like someone challenging the authority. So they don't like him. My friends, if you haven't already, smash that like button. Do it for Ian. Yes, do it. And subscribe to this channel. Go to TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only podcast going up around 11 p.m. tonight. We do that Monday through Thursday. There's a huge library of content. You can go back in time and see all of our great conversations with Steve Bannon, Alex Jones. We've had Michael Knowles. We got uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene recently. Just a whole bunch of really awesome people. We'll have one of those up tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's uncensored. A lot of cursing. Uh, Don't have your kids be around when you watch it. But uh, uh, your your support as members helps make all this possible. You can follow the show at uh, Timcast IRL basically everywhere or uh, it might be Timcast underscore IRL or something. And you can follow me at Timcast on Twitter and Instagram. Check out my... If you want to see nonsensical, inane, sarcastic, (laughs) facetious tweets and trolling, follow me on Twitter. It's a lot of fun. Matt, you want to shout anything out? Uh, if you want to check out, uh, we, we primarily make documentaries. If you want to check them out, go to freethepeople.org. Uh, we did a beautiful anti-lockdown video called All We Have. It's emotionally devastating, but it's it's something that we wanted to connect with people outside of our community. And uh, just check it out. Right on. Cool. Maybe we could even work on something in the future. Let's definitely talk about that. Today, I played a really funny video of Dr. Fauci exposing himself in my uh, YouTube report on youtube.com forward slash we are changed. It's definitely worth a watch. And I did another video about the fight in Florida on LukeUncensored.com. Hope to see some of you guys there. Thanks for having me. And uh, this was a great conversation, even though it got pretty testy in the comment section, especially with uh, some of the Trump criticism there. <laughs> but I, uh, you know, hey, you know, I, I, I appreciate the, the criticism. And if you have any uh, evidence or, or counterpoints, I'm always open to hearing your point of views. And, that's, and, and I'll say this, too, like. This is an eclectic show, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And thanks for pointing out when I, my TDS got a little, uh, fiery. I made an assumption that about maybe something Trump thought or felt. I don't have any justification for that. And that anger was unjust, unjustifiable. So I apologize for letting that out. Although I'm glad I went through it. Hey, and I want to shout out your Twitter, <laughs> M Kibby on M-Kib- Twitter. M Kibby on Twitter. And where can people get the shirt? Uh, I'm told that it's not available at this very moment, but at freethepeople.org, we have a shop and we have all sorts of cool things and you can get our Fauchism gear as well. And, uh, it's, uh, it's very cool stuff. We have a, we have an artist on staff who's a very accomplished comic book artist and he does all of our stuff. It's really oh. cute. And it's really cool. Well, you follow me at iancrossland.net. I'll catch you guys later. I did check out the shop for Free the People. So I'm going to switch the camera properly. I did check out the shop for Free the People. That version of the shirt is not available with yellow, which I love. But there is one that's like gray and has black print on it. It's black and has gray print. So if you guys want that shirt, just not necessarily with the yellow, which I know is a libertarian color, um, you can still get it on the site, freethepeople.org. Uh, Anarchist color. Anarchist shop. Steelers. Right, Steelers, right. by the Correct. way. Exactly. Yeah. It's a lot of different different colors. The yeah. yellow is good. Um, freethepeople.org shop. Shop. Perfect. Excellent shop. Very cute. Anyway, you guys may follow me on Twitter at Sour Patch Lids. We will see all of you at TimCast.com around 11 or so p.m. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.